Alex, are you reconnected yet? Uh, can you, are you back on the line? I can see you now. Hello and welcome to the for-profit mobile ramjack forensic lab of secrets and manufactured evidence. Hello everyone, I am Alex and joining me today in the ramjack studio is my co-host and friend, Brad. Hey pal, how's it going? It is going well. How are things for you? Super rad. Great. Glad to hear it because today we are recording a, a special episode of Ramjack. We are indeed. Longtime listeners will remember that Brad and I have always wanted to do a segment for the show uh, called Alfio. Um, Brad, do you want to explain what that is? Sure. A long time ago, uh, we had a listener whom we dubbed Alfio that suggested uh, we co- we should review the show Alf. And we thought, well, we got a lot of stuff to cover. I mean, we got all these Save by the Bells, we got all these Belvedere's, we got Perfect Strangers to get through. So we suggested maybe we'd do like random one-off of, uh, you know, various sitcoms, and we would just call it an Alfio. Yeah, so because we're in between uh, booked recordings, we decided to get back to the ideas that we that we liked. Um, and that's why yes. we're throwing up a two Alfios. We got two Alfios today. Oh boy. One of them being a hit 80s television show, lasted four seasons, called Small Wonder. But we're uh. going to start with another television show that also lasted four seasons, it, it, called Alf. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Guys. Uh. Guys, I do have uh, tooth points really quick. Uh, one of them, I'd like to correct myself. In the last episode of Ramjack, um, I accidentally said that the book me and Brad read as children that talked about um, holograms was Hyperspace. I misspoke because yeah. I was so excited in the thought. Um, that book was actually called Hyperspace. Not Hyperspace. Uh, what's it called, Brad? The Holographic Universe. The Holographic Universe. Because, yeah. of course, that would explain holograms, not hyperspace. I'm sorry. Again, right. in the excitement, I misspoke. But we read The Holographic Universe and Hyperspace. Right, um, right. Similar in many respects. But Brad, today, uh, while I was at work, I was listening to uh, one of Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcasts. Mm-hmm. They were talking about uh, viruses and stuff like that. And one of my coworkers comes up and um, taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, you know, can you take a look at this? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. So I get out of my headphones. I, I shut off Photoshop because I was in the zone. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. Were you listening to that guy? And I look at my screen, Neil deGrasse Tyson's face is there. And I say, yeah, you know, I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson's got a great podcast. And uh, my coworker talks about how he loves to watch Cosmos and how he really likes Neil deGrasse Tyson because he also watched something on the Discovery Channel or one of those um, television networks where they talk about science. And he liked Neil deGrasse Tyson the most because he was uh, really sociable. He knew how to get scientific concepts across pretty easily. Nothing too great. And unlike that Asian guy, he seemed more believable. And I said... Ah, ah. It said, excuse me? And another guy says, yeah, that Asian guy, what's his name? That weird one. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> awesome. And I, I smile. I'm beaming at this point. And I say, well, gentlemen, you're talking about Michikaku. He's a theoretical physicist. And then, of course, uh, my coworkers start asking tons of questions about science. They're, I mean, they know quite a bit from what they've watched on television, but you can tell when they start talking, Ugh, there's a lot of gaps that need to be filled. But they're having yeah. fun. And at least the common man can be like, I don't know, Michu Kaku. Thought of you immediately. This is why we do the show. This is my life. Amazing. I love it. Love I should have recorded. I should have hit record on my fucking iPhone. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just living the life, man. Just, you know, taking it easy. I'm, I, I, I don't have... It's not my initial instinct to record people. Um. Well, guys, it's that super special time of the week when we check in with our favorite alien from the planet Melmac, Alf. Brad, are you ready to descend into the madness that is Alfio? 
It's, uh, it's a crucible. Who's first? It really um, is. Guys, whew. I, uh, do you have a preference on which show you would prefer to summarize? Uh, they're both know, completely man. fucking insane. Um, I'm really indifferent. I think I'm more prepared to summarize ALF in my head. Or right. I could easily um, summarize Small Wonder, if need be. You want ALF? You got ALF, Alex. You've got it. Uh, take a moment. Try to collect your thoughts. Um, I'm just gonna need a solid uh, a synopsis of what happened in this show. Um, just because these shows have such a strong science fiction premise, I wonder if we should talk a little bit about the show itself before we summarize. Oh, we'll talk what about the show after we summarize. To throw our... Okay, so you think it's more fun to throw listeners into a world of chaos? They have no idea what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So you're you're basically explain telling... the premise and explain what happened in the episode. Jeez. Okay. All right. Okay, I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. All right, and you will go in three, two, one, go. An extraterrestrial alien uh, crash lands into a family home. Uh, they adopt the alien as their own, and he comes in and basically becomes part of the family, which is odd. Um, it turns out on this episode, the grandma's in town. Uh, surprisingly, Alf does not like her in the house, so Alf is uh, nailing a sign on the wall. He's like, later, grandma, because grandma's supposed to be leaving to go back to live with her roommate. Obviously, grandma's husband's dead, so she lives with her roommate, and the grandma makes an excuse. Oh, I can't go back. My roommate is having problems. She just won't let me. And they're like, all right, grandma, I guess you can stay. Much to uh, Alf's chagrin. Uh, Alf is watching soap operas. Her and Grandma kind of bond on that. Uh, but then Alf is like, your soap opera sucks though, Grandma. It's too emotional. Anyone could write a script for that. Grandma's like, I call your bluff. So Alf somehow writes a spec script and gets it submitted to the soap opera and it gets published. Turns out it is actually uh, the actual almost word for word transcript of the problem happening in the house. So um, Grandma sees a soap opera about how the family doesn't want her in the house and Grandma is offended. She's offended. So Alf tries to correct it with another soap opera, which ends up actually freaking things more. So Alf has to write another episode to fix everything, and so he does that, and we find out that actually Grandma hasn't been communicating her true thoughts. Her roommate hates her because she's stupid, um, and she went to the uh, family's home because that's all she has. Mom gets sad, everyone gets sad, and Grandma basically becomes part of the family, though she promises I'll look for an apartment soon enough. Did I mention Alf is an alien from space? That's Alf. <laughs> One minute, 30 seconds. Fuck! I told you we should summarize the show before. I could have got, I could have cut out 30 old seconds. I mean, there's nothing uh, in any previous episode that says that that's a promise that I could have cut those 30 seconds, but maybe, Brad, maybe. Last episode, I feel like, uh, hmm. I know, I know, I know. Someone, someone's off their game. Someone's gonna get back in the game. Someone's gonna get back in the summary game. Gotta get back, gotta get back. <gasps> this Tall order, I, though. So, uh, first of all, it seems like we're coming, uh, like, in, uh, we're, we're in the middle of ALF continuity. Now, this is episode 14, so we've established that there's an alien from space living with them. Um, uh, I feel like Grandma, I feel like this is a recurring thing. Maybe she's been around for an episode or two, because you know, that, it seems really be... established. I can't imagine that letting Grandma know that there was an alien living with them is something you have off screen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah, the fact that Grandma is so comfortable with the alien automatically... I mean, because as people who've never really watched ALF outside of the, maybe the random episodes we caught a, in childhood, to have a show where a, an alien is interacting with people so well, and then Grandma comes in and is like, Oh, hey, ALF, what are you up to? Is weird. Yeah. Like, it, it is an... Ex we're 14 episodes, and... Alf is an accepted fact. This episode, like, there's no questions in this episode. Yeah, there's an alien that lives with us. He's a little furry guy. What? Big deal. It's it's like, <laughs> I feel like, 
I feel like this is the episode you should get billed to maybe in like the second or third season once like the premise is kind of drained dry. Because really, this could be any episode of any sitcom. The fact that he's an alien does not really apply. No, not at all. He, def- he definitely doesn't act like an alien. Um, I do know that one of the staples of Alf, and I know this outside of this show because it's not really addressed here, is that Alf mm-hmm. and the household cat have a rivalry. Partially because Alf wants to eat the cat because I think right. that either there's an animal on Alf's home planet that resembles a cat enough to where he thinks, oh, this is food. Because they treat um, whatever that animal is like cattle. Like they, they're basically like the meat that they eat. Yeah. So he sees the cat they and he thinks, cats. oh, food source. Yeah, they eat cats. Yeah. But if they eat cat cats to like earth cats that opens up a whole that opens up a lot of stuff i mean i don't think there's that much thought the planet alf's from there is not that much thought going into alf is from a planet where they eat cats it's that cut and dry (laughs) (laughs) i know i know it's just uh, the science uh, the person who loves science in me is like wait a minute that doesn't make any sense so, do we want to go over the cast and crew really quick before we get down into everything? Let's let's do it. Let's hop in. I, I was just going to suggest we just talk about the opening credits and uh, <laughs> go through it that way. That works for me. First of all, these opening credits, it's Alf with a video camera and walking around. and uh, It's got that great thing, and I think we might see that a little bit later. Uh, but at least there's an excuse that Alf has a camera of people like looking at the camera and smiling and waving. Oh, yeah. Which is a great way to get that kind of staple um, opening uh, credit video, I guess, more grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. Because unlike, you know, Larry descending the staircase outside of um, some downtown building and folding a paper and looking off to the distance and smiling and the camera's like, Larry Appleton, like we would have in uh, Perfect Strangers. The device of the camera is a good way to do that. Um, I think it's fucking creepy that Alf, like... You see his friggin' little hand take a lens cap off of the old-timey camera, yeah. and then he runs across, and then he moves the camera over to see a full body shot of him with the camera on his shoulder in the mirror, and he waves, and you're like, oh, shit! This is like Uncanny yeah. Valley puppet shit. That's a real alien running around. <laughs> I don't like this. And he's super invasive! He goes up to the dad, and dad's like, oh, Alf, what are you doing? And it's like, this is Alf, dad. Alf, why are you playing with my video camera? <laughs> And he sounds Max just Wright, like uh, that. Max Wright, like I, you gotta love him, like. But oh yeah, jeez. So he's playing um, Willie, right? Willie Tanner, the yes. dad. Yeah. It's like I'm Willie Tanner, the dad. And then the next scene, um, mom. Kate Tanner mm-hmm. is coming out of the shower and she's got a towel on. She's like, Alf, what do you do? Alf, get out of here, Alf. And Alf just keeps putting the camera in her face. Um, yeah. I think Alf has a thing for mom, maybe? Mom's kind of hot. Mom is kind of hot. Well, her hair is fighting against her. Yeah. But she, and 80s in general, fighting against her. But she's attractive. Oh, yeah. The, um, again, these shows got a lot in common. Both have super foxy moms. Agreed. Just saying. There may be a situation room involving that later. Who knows? Hmm. There's also Lynn Tanner who is the daughter, and Alf finds her in the closet on the phone, and you right. can lip-read her mouth. She says, Alf, I'm on the phone. And she kind of pushes him out and smiles and closes the door. And I'm thinking, why are you in the closet talking on the phone? Yeah, that's super weird. Like, Is she, like, thing? in fear of something? Like, what? She's like, I gotta get in the closet and talk. Lynn, Lynn, are you on the phone talking to drug dealers? If you are, I could use some pot. <laughs> because I'm not quite high enough at this point. All right. All right. Cool. Cool, I guess. 
Um, then we come up on the Teen Tween Child, whom is barely in this episode. Yeah, he's a throwaway character. Um, let's talk about this hat. What's this fool wearing? <laughs> What's up, well, Newsy? Yeah, he's a Newsy. Um, so he must have gotten done li- delivering the Mormon the morning papes on his little bicycle. Mm-hmm. He's at the he's at the kitchen table looking at something. I don't know if it's an etch or doing, eating. Doing his homework, I think. Oh, he's doing homework. And Alf just brings the camera show to his face. And it's in his face before he realizes, oh wow, how are you? And I think he gives him a hug or something. Yeah. And he's up uh, it's Brian Tanner, played by Benji Gregory. Ugh. Uh, That's a terrible Benji. name. Ugh. Gregory name for a dog, maybe, not for a person. Fact. Here, Benji! Benji! <laughs> Benji! Quit whistling at me. I'm not a dog. You have a dog's name, Benji. So then it's just like all of them on the couch and Al sets the camera down and like runs. No, they're outside. Al sets the camera down on a tripod, runs around to be in the picture. And it's fucking crazy because Al runs around. I mean, obviously there's there's a puppeteer inside of an Al costume, but it is unsettling. Yeah, I don't don't like it. Like, no one likes it. The whoever like the, the the little person in the outfit is oh so creepy too much. I mean it does too definitely creepy. bring the illusion around, but goodness. Um, but apparently a lot of people did like it because let me give you some of the rating facts about Alf really quick. Okay. Four bring seasons. It. First season. It was number 12 in the rating. 12th most popular show. Think about that. That's wow. actually pretty good for television. Second season, fifth in the ratings. The most Alf will ever enjoy. <laughs> Third season, oh. number 10. Beating first year by two. It's in the top 10 shows of America. Brad, can you think of the top 10 shows in America right now? The top 10 shows in America right now? Number 10 in the ratings. The 10th most popular show in America, Brad. That's pretty crazy. Fourth season, it took a nosedive. Out of all the shows on television, it was ranked 39th. There was a lot of shows ahead of Alf in that fourth season. People just tuned out. Who knows why? Maybe the show got weird. Maybe Dad got weird. Or maybe that little uh, Benji kid grew up and he just looked weird. And they were like, I don't oh. know about Benji anymore. I'm going to call him Benji instead of Brian. To me, that's funnier, and it's just a better name for his character. Nice. <laughs> so that's the crew we're rocking with. Teenage daughter, hot mom, weirdo dad, an alien that's kind of short. Alf is a furry orange creature that has, I'm not even sure how to describe his face. He's kind of dog-like. He's got like a, a good old... He's got a snout. Yeah, he's got a snout. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what Alf like looks a, like, he, you, you just, you're right. There's no there's way to really describe it. What is his voice like, Brad? Um, I don't know, like a bad 80s comedian. He's a bad 80s comedian trapped inside an alien's body. I didn't know this, but the guy who actually voices Alf um, mm-hmm. is, I guess, the series creator of Alf's Well. Wow. Which is interesting. So that's, that's the, uh, that's, that's basically the cast. Everyone's cool with Alf being an alien that hangs out at the house, and he just kind of cruises. I, I did read a little bit about the, sh- um, I guess the lore of the show, Brad, if I can get into really quick, that might mm-hmm. also answer some of your questions about Alf. Wonderful. Alf crashed into the family garage. Mm-hmm. Alf said, hold up, guys. Look, I'm an extraterrestrial. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. My ship is crashed. I need to fix it. Can I crash with you guys until it's fixed? Turns out, that's a lie. His ship is not broken. Alf's home planet was destroyed. How, you might ask? Nuclear... I think either testings or weapons gone wrong. The only reason Alf survived with other Alfs, I'm not sure what they're speaking, was because they were on planet patrol or orbital patrol and their ships were orbiting their planet. So when, I guess, they had their own nuclear war, those Alfs were in space and they just set sail. Wow. So not only does this alien crashing at your place and causing a ruckus, every week he's learning new stuff about humanity and obviously he's a glutton. Alf eats all the time. He's trying to kill the cat. Not only can you not get rid of this guy, his planet blew up. So you look like a jerk if you kick him out. 
Wow. This family's not going to be able to win. Do you remember the cartoon? I um, do. I never, again, I didn't, I maybe saw part of one of the cartoons, but how could this have a cartoon afterwards? Um, well, it was, I, it was actually partly during, I think, but it was like, it was set like on Alf's planet with his uh, people. What? Yeah. So it was a prequel cartoon is what you're telling. Yes. There was all, I, I also, I also remember having a few issues of the Alf comic book when I was a kid. Ooh. Which had like varying little stories, either between, and some of them were on Earth and some of them were on his planet, and it was pretty crazy. Wow! Like Alf was a thing. Like I had the Alf I had the phenomenon. Alf. I had the Alf doll, the talking stuffed animal. Really? Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I had it, a lot I of mean, Alf obviously merch. had Alf's voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. They really hit NBC, which I think was actually the uh, network that tried to put it on. Um, mm-hmm. they hit a gold mine when they put Alf. I'm sure no one thought that a sitcom starring an alien as a you know a puppet alien and a family, especially um since Dad is starring in it and he's would hit it off. But I guess kids loved it, which is why I guess they put it in the comic books in a cartoon. Well, I mean, it's just, just think. A year earlier, a show about a family with a robot daughter uh, <laughs> hit the airwaves, so... Oh. I mean, for the 80s, that was weird. That was not normal. I mean, come on. In the 80s, Charles you... Charles in mean, charge. A man nanny like... was alien, like, was crazy for them. Yeah, but then they did it again <laughs> with Belvedere. I mean, like, it was... <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, uh, what, we do, what we do on this podcast is we watch shows <laughs> that there are other versions of. Uh, a family has an alien, a family has a robot daughter. A uh, family has a male college student, a male has a, has a male Englishman take care of them. It, it, we watch <laughs> the same show. Basic. Pretty soon, pretty soon we're going to um, watch California Dreamin', and then we'll just cover all the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, California Dream in the college years was definitely, Ooh. it was different. It Yikes. was different. Oddly enough, Mike was on both of them. Um, so that's, again, the premise and what's going on with Alf. In this episode, right. Alf is trying to get Grandma out of the house. No one likes her, and Alf is only one rude enough or presumptuous enough to assume that he can kick Grandma out. So this is her yeah. last day. Apparently, she's got plane tickets. Where does she live? In Florida or something? I, I don't know. I don't know where she lives. I, think I don't know if it says. Alf takes... Alf takes place in California. Okay. As far as where the family's from. So I don't know where she's headed, but she's headed out. She's going back to live with her roommate. He has the kids memorize a poem, which is basically not a poem so much as a bad joke. But Alf says, Hello, go ahead and listen to the kids' poem I gave. That's my worst Alf impression. It may get better. It's, um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And so the kids come out and they kind of look at each other and like, so long, Grandma. Goodbye, Grandma. Goodbye, Grandma. Goodbye. And they do that twice, and at the end he's like, all it needs is a few more grandmas. And of course everyone laughs, and you're like, that isn't even a poem, dog. So already Alf's writing skills are put into question at the onset of Definitely. the show. Um, Kate rolls in with a bag that says, so long. And it's filled with uh, all the things she might need. It's got it's got a magazine. It's got a tissue. It's got some moist towelettes, which she questions. And he's like, "Wait, well, hey, I don't want her to have to stop anywhere and miss her plane." I, I don't I don't understand what? what the joke is. These are all things that a person could use. I, I don't. It's not like you know if he, there was something outlandish in there, but they act like moist towelettes is outlandish. Dude, I have no idea. Like a, I mean, maybe it's an inside joke to an episode before. No. See, on a Belvedere, we would laugh, thinking, oh, we remember that one episode where uh, 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 Miss uh, Daddy Owens is eating too many uh, ribs at the rib shack, and he just got a mess everywhere. And you know George. But on Alf, we don't have that kind of, um, I guess, history with the character. But I, I'm with you. I think it's just a throwaway bad joke. Yeah, it's terrible. One of many this episode has. Mm-hmm. 
So, Grandma comes downstairs, all the family's waiting, Alf cannot wait, and of course, Grandma's cool with Alf again, never explained how or why. Um, <laughs> and she has some news. She says, look guys, I'm not going home yet. My roommate, she like sprung her ankle or her hip or something. She doesn't need me around. She's asking that I stay with you guys for a little bit longer. I'll be here, I'll be here away I'll be here for a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Dad's kind of like, oh, oh. and Alf can't be more mad. Yeah, I don't really understand what this scenario is that like, she can't travel without her roommate. Like they say later, I don't know why she's an adult. I don't understand why she can't fly alone. So why is the, why is the roommate... Why would the roommate ever have to fly with her? I don't know, man. It's fucking That's crazy. Maybe safety in numbers? I mean, they're old. It's the 80s. Oh. I but, mean, it, but, it's, but it's the 80s. You could, like, walk... The whole family could walk... With Alf could probably walk up to a plane <laughs> um, with like, a shotgun and, like, it'll be fine. Go for it. Oh, yeah, that can fit in the overhead. Easy. Yeah. It's like, no problem. You're right. Oh, no, no, we're, we're not on the plane. We're just we're just saying goodbye. Oh, would you like to walk them onto the plane? Have a sit down for a second? <laughs> sure. Look, Here, Alf, carry this. Seat belts. Can I just get on? Alf, uh, carry this cannon with us as we as we get on. Of course. Whatever, Alf. Stop it. Alf, please, could you not aim the cannon at me as we walk onto the plane? <laughs> can we just do this whole episode as Willie and Alf? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember a commercial for Alf where Alf was in a trench coat and a hat and, like, running around out in public and it was supposed to be fine. Like, you wouldn't see that and be like, oh my right. god, it's a fucking alien. They're just like, oh, it's a little guy in a mask and a suit. No, well, Alf plays by Ninja Turtle rules. Really, <laughs> I mean, long... Yeah, Raphael did the same thing. Yeah. Put on a trench coat and uh, maybe a mask or some sunglasses and you're fine. Was there ever a crossover with the Alfio cartoon and the Ninja Turtles? Surely. Oh. Like in a USA kind of in-between show segments of their horrible redrawn um, animations. Yeah, yes, there was, Alex. Um, it's called Cult Cartoon uh, All-Stars to the Rescue. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, the only place man, where Alf can meet Raphael. Uh, that was not as good, Alf. I, I, he comes and goes. Hey, hey it's My, all right. It's all right. The important thing is that you tried your hardest. See, Brad's uh, impression of the father is spot on. I like, am so high in every scene <laughs> that I can't understand what the words are sometimes. <laughs> I love that show he was on with uh, um, with Norm Macdonald that did not last very long. I don't know of this. Show. Like, I think it had an insane premise. Like, they were like social workers or something. I think it was. I think it was called Norm. I think it was yeah, just just Norm Macdonald's TV show. But Max Shrek was on it, and yeah. Interesting. The Norm Show. It's even less yeah. <laughs> creative than just calling it Norm. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I almost said this, but then I didn't because I thought, no, that's an Adam Sandler movie, clearly. A former NHL hockey player who is banned for life from the league because of his gambling and tax evasion. In order to avoid jail time for these crimes, Norm must perform five years of community service as a full-time social worker. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the dad was up with him. Could that be dad's job? Is it an Alf crossover? I hope so. Maybe it was an Alf oh. spinoff. We didn't even know. Wish. So crazy. All right. But yeah, so grandma's staying and Alf is not liking it. I think it's fishy to begin with. When somebody says they're leaving, you get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, if you need to stay, talk about it. But I mean, yeah. let them know. Not day of. Oh, by the way, I'm not leaving today. What? You said you would. Something I really enjoy about Alf is that it loops around in time without really telling you what's up. Mm -hmm. Because even though we know that it's progressed and it must be the next morning or later that day, they're watching soap operas. Now, because we know 
when soap operas came on, we can infer what time has passed. But there's later in this episode, especially once it gets a show script to the soap opera, where I'm not sure if Grandma's with them for two or three weeks, or like two or three months. Well, I, there's a lot of playing la- fast and loose with a lot of things. I Alf, know. Alf is like sending scripts in that are going to be filmed day of, and I, <laughs> it's, it's some things. Look, they're really hurting for scripts. I guess. So, yeah, Alf is Alf is uh, watching television, and Grandma comes in in an apron with a dust buster and oh, is God. vacuuming up popcorn. Like, what the fuck? The most useless tool, I guess, we had in the Ace. The dust buster yeah. couldn't do much of anything. I remember um, trying to use one as a kid thinking, this ain't sucking anything up. Yeah, I it was kind of got this. Yeah. I, I think, like, I remember we had a couple that did nothing. And then we got one that worked. But the thing is, like, it could only hold so much. Yeah. So it's like, well, it's full. Empty. Empty. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, it really is a fail. But it was the 80s. They thought it was fun. Ooh, a portable vacuum. I'll buy that for $50. Mm. So I bet Dustbuster Tech now is pretty solid. Oh, it's got to be great. Well, you can't really buy this, but I haven't seen one out and about. It's not like a common utensil used to be. Everyone's got a Keurig maker. Everyone's got a microwave. Dust didn't make that. Dustbuster mm. just didn't make that hoop. They have awesome vacuums that have the attachments that are just as easy now to get out. Yeah. God, can you imagine a vacuum in the 80s? It must have fucked you. No wonder <laughs> they were crying for Dustbuster. I, I can't imagine them because I lived in the 80s and we had a vacuum. Um, it was very large, but the thing was powerful. <laughs> like, dangerously powerful. <laughs> Yee! Well, because it was, like, old. It was from, like, the 70s. Back when we just oh, made things yeah. really powerfully, but not but not practically. Goodness, I can imagine a 70s vacuum cleaner, all metal, huge bag. Yeah. I, you could probably count the horsepower on it above 10. Like, it's got to be something that, I guess, of its own accord, hooked it to wheels, could go maybe 20 miles an hour. <laughs> Definitely. Like, it, would be, it would be a huge motor. Yeah. I feel like my grandmother didn't even replace it until, like, the mid-90s. Like, wow. it was it was a good thing. So, Alf is watching television. Grandma comes in and is like, fuck you, Alf. I'm going to watch my soap opera, One World to Hope For. Which is a sad soap opera name. Yeah. Ugh. Alf gives her flack. Why well, you got to watch that stupid soap opera? I was watching my action soap opera. Don't know what that's about. Maybe he's watching Dad. I don't know what Alf is watching. Right. He's eating popcorn, yeah. and they're using Dustbuster to clean that up, and then she starts using it on Alf, and Alf's like, stop! So they Ugh. see a scene that's very melodramatic. I don't even remember what happened, but we see the these actors triple. around the kid table, and they're just eating, and Alf's is stupid. What they need is a, um, say a plot transplant. Yeah. Alf makes a lot of jokes that aren't jokes. That's just Alf's so weird shit. I am impressed they actually filmed these little soap opera segments. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, this is pretty much just like, we're just in the living room. <laughs> and then yeah. the garage. Like, we're using our two sets and no more. Uh, it's, I it's mean... It's like Perfect Strangers in the fact that it was small scale. Small scale. All the money's going to the elf costume and probably water bottles for the poor little sweaty dude inside. Oh, dude. Instead of, uh, I guess, an endless supply of props for uh, Twinkasetti's shop and all the hairspray that Marianne and Jennifer need. So I guess you could do an elf. You could do an elf um, suit. Um, Alf takes it to Grandma. Look, I bet I could write a script that's better than this. Grandma says, no, you can't. What's awesome about this soap opera is that it's wholesome. It's great. And hope for tomorrow. And Alf says, okay. Challenge accepted. Alf is going to start writing a script. It's the next. It's an un, it's an undisclosed amount of time. Alf is conveniently behind the, I guess, the window or bar in the wall from the kitchen the living room. He's writing around. He's writing a script. Dad is in there shining his shoes, which is weird. I don't know why he's doing that like that. Mom comes in with an ice pack on her head or a, a hot water bottle on her head. Yeah. And he's like, Brad, do his voice. So on. It's not like I'm uh, there. When you- well, it's 
hey, uh, you be careful with that. You, you're going, you're cutting off your circulation. You're not going to be able to breathe with an ice pack on your face. And she says, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to suffocate myself. Fucking grandma. Why is she still here? I wish she would just go home. And she calls her out. She's like, I, why can't a grown ass woman like get on a plane by herself and travel? I don't know what the fucking deal is. Oh. Meanwhile, Alf. Alf is transcribing everything. Oh, yeah. He said to Jeff, he's like, yeah, <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, again, undisclosed, undisclosed leap in time. Alf mm-hmm. has everyone gathering around the television. Hey, my script went through. The actors are going to put it on and watch the soap opera day, guys. We finally see Benji. Benji shows up again after the poem. So does Teenage Daughter. Teenage Daughter is definitely in the running for worst dressed. Um, yeah, she's that pretty... That one sweater she wears is fucking huge. Um, um, sorry, can we just hold up a second? Sure. I think I may have uncovered something Uh-oh. that's interesting. Oh, gumshoe um, Brad on the case. Uh, I'm on, like, oh, never mind. I was thinking that the guy in the alf suit was, uh, uh, this, uh, Paul Fusco guy who's the creator. I don't think that's the case, though. Because <laughs> I was that thinking be that would be amazing. kind of amazing. That would be amazing if, like, it's, like, you know, a little person that's, like, all right, I'm sick of playing Christmas elves. I'm going to create a character for myself that will be interesting and not just, hey, look at me, I'm tiny. Oh, but I don't think that's the case. Oh, no. I did think that he actually did some of the puppeteering of Alf when he was out. Yeah, yeah, he did, like, yeah. I know he's a serious creator. Was he director? Because that'd be weird to take direction from Alf. Because you know, puppeteers are a little weird. We all know this. And you know that he just pretended Alf was a real person. It's like, would talk to the director. That'd be weird Mm -hmm. if he was directing. Um, If I didn't say something about Grandma's acting, Grandma Uh flubs her lines once. They don't reshoot it. Don't know why that's about. Uh, Grandma Uh also spikes the camera once in the opening scene. Weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Grandma is not very good at her job. I wouldn't put her on a plane by herself for a lot of reasons. Mm. So they watch the soap opera. Everyone's excited. The whole family's around. It is verbatim. Um, it's the dad on the show and the mom talking about how horrible the grandmother. Grandma realizes this because I don't think Alf tweaks the names enough or changes enough. No, it's her. She uses her name. Oh yeah, and and even the mother, uh, the grandmother says, "Wait a minute, there's not a grandmother on the show." So they introduce a new character, which is this, which is the grandma. It's straight up grandma. Yeah. And like, bitch, get out of the house. Grandma's Ooh. upset. She's very distraught. She runs, she just runs out. Everyone's mad at Alf. Mom's mad. The kids are kind of like, nah, Alf needs to fix this. Definitely. Um, I'm sorry. Just gonna have to give me another second here. You found something else? You got another yeah. case to solve? I, I, I do. I'm sorry. I just keep, like, stumbling into shit. That's cool, man. When you're in an Alf spiral, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. You, we talked about, this, about this actress. Do you know who this is? This is Ben Stiller's mom. <laughs> no way! Yeah. So Ben Stiller's mom is Alf's host family's <laughs> grandma. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so Ben Stiller's mom, we're going to refer to her from now on. Yeah. It's, She's it's, not it's, grandma. Ben Stiller's Anna, mom's on the show. Yeah, Anna Mira. So. That makes total sense. Now that you say that, yeah, that's Ben Stiller's mother. She was on yeah. Heavyweights with Ben Stiller's dad. Uh-huh. And it's all coming to me. Yeah. I thought she looked familiar. I just couldn't place it. It's pretty sweet. Oh, she's on quite a few episodes of ALF. Oh. Manzies. Oh, okay, no, no, it's eight episodes. All right, eight episodes over the run of the series, okay. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. more than enough. Another 80s show we may or may not get to, or 90s show. Mm. Or is that 10 is enough? I, I know. 10, ten is too many, eight, ten. eight is enough. <laughs> that's that's Just, the, the reboot that we'll have. <laughs> Just the 10 of us is too many, eight is enough. We're going to put them all into one show. 
That's grandma. our new podcast. <laughs> Where grandma and grandpa come onto the show. Shit, no, eight is enough. Ten is too oh. many. Oh boy. So, um, so after they see, after they see this uh, episode of this terrible soap opera, um, they immediately get into a fight. Like, I can't believe you feel that way. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, why don't you just be open and honest? Yeah. How about that? Honesty always. Well, honestly, most of the time. You know what? But in this case, yeah, just be honest. It's fine. Your yeah. family, just tell them, yeah, I'm sorry. You're kind of being a burden right now. You're weird. You're not telling us when you're going to get a definitive leave date. The kids are upset. Our daughter is hiding in the closet. Goodness knows why. we got other problems to address right now, Grandma. Ben Stiller's mom, we need you to get out. Yeah. Is that easy? Uh, it's, it's so weird. At one point, um, and I don't know if it's here, but like at one point... Grandma's like, I can't, I can't believe she wants me to leave. And I was like, she's a married woman. <laughs> she, and I'm like, are you saying she, she feels uncomfortable fucking in her own house? <laughs> because that's what it sounds like. But she's like, she's like, afraid. Yeah, she's a married woman with her own life. No, you, she can't bang it out because mom's in the next room, and that's weird. <laughs> so Alf has to correct this. I guess. They, they leave it to after correct, which is weird, because as adults, they should be able to talk it out and just fix it, right? I mean, I, am I wrong and, here, Brad? Definitely. And when you might think that we're skipping ahead of the point where Alf wrote a script, submitted it to a soap opera, got a, got hired, and they produced the script. No, we just see him transcribing a conversation, and then the next scene is, hey guys, I really want you to watch this episode of the soap opera. Uh, alright. Okay... But now everybody's fighting and they gotta make it up, so Alf's gotta write a new script. Why don't these adults just talk out their fucking problems? It's so weird. I agreed. First thing I thought, beyond the weird time displacement, I mean, yeah, um, that's the question I had. So Alf is struggling to write a script. Everyone in the house has uh, zipped their lips. They're like, we're not gonna give Alf any material. He's gonna have to fix this on his own. Right. So Alf is like, all right, I guess I'll do what I gotta do. He gets a call uh, that the that they're uh, they need the new script. They're gonna they're supposed to be filming tomorrow. I, is this like a weekly uh, soap opera? Because most soap operas it's like five days a week episodes. But for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, and I have no idea. It could be a, a daily soap opera. I don't know. It's insane. How is this happening? <laughs> I mean, the bigger question is, that script Alf submitted must have been so fucking on point for them to immediately put it into production. Or maybe it was a slow week. Alf did complain about how nothing's changed on the show, that it's been the same for a year. And the actors in the television show are the soap opera to even answer Alf, basically, like Belvedere answers us time and time again, mm -hmm. um, said something to the effect. One of the characters asked the son, like, whatever happened to your friend? And he says, Mom, that was like a year ago. And Alf says, see, case in point. So maybe they're starved for new material enough, and Alf is the only one who submitted anything, because no uh -huh. one cares about... Um, what was it? All the time we have to give? The, uh, I, who the knows? one world we should care about? One, one world to life, to America, live, love, the beautiful, bold general. <laughs> the beautiful, bold general. The soap opera. <laughs> Welcome to the beautiful, bold general. Hello there! Wow, he's bold. I like him. He's beautiful. Why, thank you. <laughs> drop and give me 20. I'd drop and give you 50. What? It's are the Bold, you watching, Beautiful General. Are you guys watching the latest episode of Bold, Beautiful General? I love to watch this show when I'm blazed out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alf has got to... He's really just got to buckle down and write this ep this episode. So he's in the garage, the only other set piece we see in the show beyond the, tel mm -hmm. uh, the television set. Um, 
I guess maybe he lives in the garage. Uh-huh. He's typing away in front of a typewriter. He has clothespins attached to his body. And yeah. at one point, he gets in, he writes a sentence, stops, thinks, grabs a clothespin, clips it on him, and he just screams. And that's when Dad comes out of the yard again, probably just laying down looking at the stars, contemplating <laughs> just, like, the strangeness of reality. Um, and he runs in like Alf scared him, and he says, like, dude, I just can't write. This is a weird thing on my on my old home planet. Olmec, I think, or Olmec? Melmac. 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 Oh, Melmac, we used to call pain, I guess, to inspire writing? He's, okay. He says it's it's the Melmac version of, uh, of acupuncture. Oh, so it's their version of bogus pseudoscience. Right, does correct. Nothing. So Alf is basically just fucking around in that garage. He has no intention of finishing the script. Yeah. I imagine him just like, type, 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 type. Ah! What I think is interesting about this episode is also because, like, I I just really remember, you know, from this show, I just remember that it was just the constant dynamic was Willie and Alf arguing because Alf's an alien and crazy. And Willie is very, he's very nervous. And very strict and by the number. It's a, you know, it's a buddy cop scenario. And Alf plays by his own rules. So this episode, we get Grandma in the mix. Really shaking things up, I feel. I feel we came in and are really crazy up. So, but to see Willie, like, run into the garage, like, Alf, are you okay? Is, I guess, for a a season regular, our series regular, would mean a big thing. Because Willie's coming to Alf's rescue. I mean, really, like, everything, you know, really. You really see the tenderness. The tenderness betwixt the two in this scene. It's really like in Mr. Belvedere when George and Belvedere finally get along and he's not trying to, you know, get his dick out and measure it every fucking episode. Right. Um, this also, this basically Willie's like, listen, Alf, you have to fix this. Uh, they, they're not speaking to each other and they're not speaking to me. They're not speaking to you. This is your fault. You gotta get, you gotta do this. Not Alf's fault at all. They should be flattered he used their drama and that it was good enough for them to be on television. Yeah. Alf has no place to fix this. Plus he's extraterrestrial. He doesn't know anything but your culture. He's just gonna make things worse. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Because... I feel like once you've gotten the issue out in the out in the open, like we're no longer pretending that you know uh, that it's uh, that uh, we don't want you here. We're you know now that it's out there, I feel you can address the problem. Yeah. But instead, no, we need Alf to fix the problem. I mean, Alf gets to it. I mean, he straight he up writes that script. He gets in. They film it the same day, maybe a week later, maybe a month. Who fucking knows? Um, it was a tense however long because goodness can you imagine being in that house like that um Alf ushers everyone into the living room they watch a, a new episode where the mother and grandma reconcile their differences and like okay whatever but then new drama starts kind of randomly mm-hmm. and Alf says my script <laughs> because <laughs> that's it, not it, what I wrote it starts off and it's like oh I'm so sorry that we said these things I, I didn't mean any of this Blah, blah, blah. And it's all nice. But then it's like, but the real thing I want to tell you is that you're a whore. <laughs> and that you're a fucking whore. And, and you're they're a like, whore. And all of a sudden, uh, Graham and Kate's like, what? How, you, how could you say that? And because uh, what is going on? They still believe that Alpha is trans. And he's like, no, 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 that's not my script. But then they start arguing as though they think they argue. What comes wrong with these dummies? Why can't... <laughs> I can't believe you'd say something like that. You mean the character that's pretending to be me? That's obviously not what I said. And Alf just told you they changed his script. And do you think that she thinks that? You, I just think I'm think unwanted he... in this house. Grandma, chill out. Talk about hey. what's going on. 
Yeah. So, I, for whatever reason, neither of them will, will listen. And Alf is like, hey, fools, I, this is my script. I'm going to make you listen to this. So Alf has printed scripts. He has a couple of, and he hands them out. He's like, "Listen, you're gonna, you fools are gonna read this. Page 18. Yeah, not none of the stuff they changed. This is the OG script. Read it. Ugh. It gets tender. It, it gets shit gets real. It gets apo- real. It's like I apologize. I, I, you know, you, I, you, whatever. We don't get along, but I still love you because you're my mom's. And she's like, "Well, I, I love you too. I just didn't want to say that." Um. I, I, I got kicked out of my fucking roommate's place, my crazy roommate, because I'm crazy, and she didn't want to live with me anymore, and it's been really hard since my husband died. Ooh! Yeah. She doesn't want to live alone. She's afraid to live alone. She has, hasn't lived alone, you know, since she got married. And Kate's like, what? You told you, you told Alf all of that? No. I don't know how he knew. And Alf's like, uh, writer's intuition. What are you talking about? And also, I called uh, your crazy roommate, and she told me all the shit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's like, how did Alf know? It's not magic. Because he's been trying to get rid of this bitch. Yeah. Because she's the worst. Oh, meanwhile, he's like, Willie's like, do I get any lines? And Willie's and uh, Alf's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> pretty much. Not you, Willie. I, uh, Alf makes I was jokes. hoping that I would have some lines in the script. <sighs> so, everything is right with the world. Uh, we jump ahead in time where Grandma's helping him set the table or something. And uh, Dad offers to take the suitcases that are have gathered cobwebs in the <laughs> closet, which is probably the only funny joke Alf ever made. At one point earlier in the uh, episode, he says something about them gathering cobwebs because she isn't moving out. The right. spiders have melted spider webs on there, and it's pretty funny. So he's, they they're finally putting them in the attic, and she says, "All right, but I promise to look for an apartment." You know, it is time to start out on my own. What did Alf say? Did he say that I should just you know make it my life now? It's about me. And just Ugh. strike out. All right, woman quoting an alien. That's weird. It is weird. Um, that's pretty much it, right? All is right with the world. Nothing crazy happens. Alf solved a problem. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy peasy. Um, I will point out everyone in this last scene is dressed insane. Everyone is dressed insane during most of this episode. You're right. Uh, they are, but this last scene, um, Grandma is wearing... Uh, I don't even know. She's wearing a, a cream skirt or pants. And like a white top with it's got like it's like a ruffled. Um, uh, Kate is dressed like I don't know like a football field. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like I, I have absolutely no fucking clue what is happening. I'm definitely be posting this on the Facebook group. Also, for everyone to know, pretty much all of Alpha is on Hulu Plus. Yeah. Or regular Hulu. Sweet. So just dive in, at least to this episode. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll probably put this in the Dropbox as well for people overseas, because I just downloaded it. But yeah, manzies. Also, Hulu is awful. Yeah. Um, I would like to say something about Hulu, and also then about Amazon Prime, or Amazon. So, um, yeah, Hulu, I accidentally pressed on my... I was using my Android tablet, my Next 7, kind of watch <laughs> it, because I was doing work on my computer and watching it. And I accidentally nudged against this, uh, I guess, time scrubber. Mm-hmm. And it set me back by oh, a lot. No. Um, and I had to watch the commercials over again. Yeah, that's some fucking bullshit. I'm presently paying for Hulu Plus. Don't make me watch the commercial again. That's oh, weird. wow. You're paying for Hulu Plus? Um, Why? I wanted, to watch some sh- I wanted to watch some shows on it. And I don't know. I've gotten kind of bored with Netflix. So I actually suspended my Netflix account because I'm like, why do I need I don't really watch it as much. I've watched most things I want to watch. I'm getting, I'm letting Netflix build its queue back up. And of course, I'm going to be there for next House of Cards. Duh. House of Cards is already out. 
I, I mean season three. Oh, of oh, course. Season, I, okay. Dude, I was on season two though. Next that week, I was on I'm that. Not, that yeah, week. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't dude, watched you it. You gotta yet. get on it. It gets good. The first episode is straight on point. And the last episode, mm, Brad, you're gonna love it. I know Brad's gonna love it. It's like a hundred times better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is like cancer. I mean, the jokes are much better than than an Alf. The fashion's much better than an Alf. But all that to say, I'm really. I mean, Hulu, while it has good video quality and the streaming quality is pretty good, it does buffer a lot sometimes. You have to restart mm -hmm. it. And the commercial thing is just let me watch yeah. it once and move on. That's what YouTube does, and it's fine. I'd even be cool with watching one commercial that you have to scrub back through again. Not four of them. That's weird. Yeah. I will say this, though. I do have to say. Amazon has their video stuff on point now. Um, really? I recently bought, me and my girlfriend bought a season of a television show, which is pure Ramjack bait. Brad, have you ever heard of The Client List? Uh, oh, yeah. It is a Lifetime original series starring uh -huh. Jennifer Love Hewitt uh -huh. uh, about a woman whose husband leaves her and her two kids all alone with crippling debt. So to make enough money to get through, she starts using her degree in massage therapy at a local parlor. Parlor. At a local parlor and starts giving extras to the customers. It is straight up bonkers and absolutely hilarious. Uh, highly recommended. But I bought the first whole season of it. It was like 12 bucks. I'm like, well, if we're watching a few of these, let's go ahead and buy all of it. But for some reason, and I did not, because I have the double-click verification on it. Like, I can't buy anything on accident on Amazon. It charged me for both the standard definition version and HD. So it made me spend $30 on both, and I only need one. Uh. I don't, And I don't need it in HD. It's, it's fine in standard def, trust. Um, and they're, they have a no return policy, but I sent them an email. It's like, guys, look, obviously look at the history. Why would I buy two seasons of the same show? Not really have a history of buying HD stuff. You can see that it's verifications. I have no idea how I bought this. I'd be cool with just crediting me money to use on Amazon. Could you please credit it back? This is weird. And they said, look, it's not our, pro it's not our policy, but we like you. So we're going to do it anyway. That's service. And I didn't have to watch any commercials. Nice. Amazon is awesome. So go with Amazon if you're doing video, especially if you're watching things. I hear Amazon Prime is on point and getting better every day. I, lo I mean, I love Amazon Prime, not for the video, just I like shipping oh, yeah. on that. It's amazing. Oh. The video. But well, I mean, the selection isn't. But I guess the streaming is good. The quality is pretty great. Yeah. It has I, hiccups. I bought a few things from there, so, in the past. I um, almost buy exclusively, and after today, I think I might buy a lot. Hmm. Um, okay, enough about streaming services. Let's talk about, let's get Alf out of the way. Uh, yeah. Is, is Alf technically the worst dressed because he's a puppet and... Um, Alex, can I direct you to the Ramjack Facebook group? Okay. I feel like the two contenders for worst dressed are, are, are here, right here, right now. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Brad's right. Um, I don't know what Grandma's wearing, but Mom, there's no excuse for that. Whew. What is that? I don't know. I, I, I believe she's dressed as a football field. It's a shirt, but it has all the colors and markings of a football field. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. And Grandma's, like, ruffly thing, she's wearing a blue one of the same outfits earlier, oh, by God. the way. <laughs> Poor Grandma. Um, I say we give it... Okay, first off, that's a big fashion no-no. Oh, I can't boy. say that again in the show, obviously, three times, and we know what happened. Right. But anytime you wear something again the next day, it's a little bit frowned upon. Now, I think that's fine to each their own. Who knows the circumstances why you're doing that? But Grandma has access to a washer and dryer, and Grandma mm -hmm. also should know enough, because she's lived long enough, that you shouldn't wear... I, why does she have a blue version of this outfit? That's weird. Don't it's know. a bad outfit. Yeah. That's Terrible a strike against Grandma. Mom's hair... Yeah. And the football shirt. 
Stewart Whew. makes me think that she should be worse dressed. I think you nailed it, Brad. Yeah, I, I think I think moms. I think we got to give it to mom. I hate to. I can forgive the teenage daughter because she's right. a kid. She's got braces, and everyone wore big sweaters. Heather wears big sweaters all the time on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, I can forgive but, her. Can't forgive mom. No, can't, 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 won't. So. uh... Who could Mom dresses a football field. Dressed. Yeah. Now that is a question. Um, cause Manzi's everyone's kind of terribly dressed in this. Um, <laughs> Dad like, has I mean, that I, weird vest on at one point. Don't know what that's about. It's kind of a mixture yeah. between like a sweater vest and like I guess one of those fisherman's vests. Weird. Mm, I feel like I, I I almost feel like best dressed is mom in a towel. Um, cause <laughs> true. Um, and her hair's wet, so you can't really tell that it's also jacked right. up. Like it's a shorter version of Marsha's mullet, and it's not it's not flattering any human being. I think um, I, I I'd go with that. Either her or Alf not wearing anything but his Alf costume or his Alf mask. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think you can count opening credits. I wish we could. Um, uh, true. What's an Alf, um, yo? It's all on off. We'll never come back to Alf unless we I, think, I guess we want to. I think Willie's wearing some permissible things. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his thing. He's dad. He's an old dad. Um, Is there anything I, I, the daughter's wearing that could be passable? I mean, she is a teenage girl. Um... It's, like, I feel like both the kids, like, in the five seconds of screen time they get, they're just, like, ugh. Yeah. Not not good. Not good. I, you know what? I say Willie in the very first scene in the suit. I, there's a three-piece oh, suit. Oh, yeah. I got nothing but respect for that. Yeah, yeah. I, for, I, I forgot that there was that scene. Yeah. Or that suit, I say. So, yeah, easily. Willie, be- oh, yeah, look at him. Even though his tie's yeah. disheveled or unopened, he's still on point compared to everyone else. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, come on. That loose kind of businessman look is what you're going to wear out after to the bar. I mean, Definitely. he looks like... He's ready for a day. Also, he's I straight up. Shirt, yeah. Is that shirt like a? Okay, it's white. The way the video makes me in the lighting makes it look pink. Which if it was yeah. pink in that, on point. Like that's that's fashion forward right there, buddy. Definitely. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think we give it to Willie. Uh, if we could give, if we have open credits, I would give it to Mom's towel, But can't do that. Not allowed. Oh goodness. Um, Lynn's straight up plaid nightmare in the first ooh. scene is also kind of crazy. And nothing that little boy, nothing little Benji wears is ever gonna. Oh wear. fuck that kid in his stupid hat. <laughs> yeah, fuck Benji. <laughs> Fuck you, Benji. Stupid kid. No, I have Benji to say, Gregory. I have to say, the kid in fucking Small Wonder needs to get fucked. Because that kid is the most annoying kid out of anything we've ever watched. Um, please don't say the kid needs to get fucked, Alex. That's inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Dr. Miss Hansen bad. will step in. Um, I meant to say he needs to fuck off. Like, he needs okay. to just, you know, fuck him. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm looking, I'm looking at the opening credits again. Um, a little Benji is in fucking green overalls and a fucking stupid paperboard. Hat. Benji I'm gonna knows. punch him in the skull. Hi, Alf! Hugs Alf with a camera. Kid, don't hug him with a camera. Alf is trying to make a movie. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's that's Alf. Uh, who won and who lost? Yeah, that's the question everyone wants to know. Um, Alf is now writing. Oh, oh, I forgot. The end of Alf is Alf is still writing scripts, and they say, Alf, I thought you promised never to do that again. Alf said, well, I got the check. Let me tell you. Pretty nice. And that's where it ends, because Alf's getting right. paid. Alf yeah, has Alf's really getting done. Money. Alf's has found a new job outlet. He's a, hey, he's a new guy on planet. He found a way to subvert Reaganomics. He's making cash in the 80s. That was hard. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd say Alf won. Alf won. Alf won hands down. Who lost? You think Grandma lost? Grandma had to have some sobering realizations in this episode. Yeah, Grandma got caught in a lie, a sad lie mm. by her daughter. I will say it was kind of touching when we got when she got caught in the lie and she was reading the script that was for real. That's like, hey, my yeah. friend kicked me out. You're the only place I have to go. That's when the episode kind of got okay as far as like, all right, well, this this acting got better slightly. Also, what her favorite television show has been ruined for. She's never been able to watch that show the same way. 
Oh, yeah. She's got a new attitude, but she's old. Ain't gonna last too long. Yeah, I, I think, think because I think... her mortality is in question, she might not live that much longer. Truth, truth. I th- yeah, Grandma Lost. Alf won, Grandma Lost. So, Alf won, Grandma Lost. That's Alf. We did it. We did, we did, we did our first Alf, yo. And, Brad, any, like, thoughts on Alf? Like, would you recommend it? Um. Would it have the potential to be a, an ongoing series that we tackle maybe after Perfect Strangers and or Mr. Bell? It's, it's, it's insane, and I wouldn't be against watching another one in the future. Oh, yeah. We may do another Alf, yo. Who knows? We may be revisit yeah. Alf. I wanna, I'd say let's revisit it. Maybe if we did do another Alf, yo, with Alf, maybe do one in the second season, third season, or fourth season. One check-in, yeah. like, every year should be more than enough. I, also, I, I want to see how it develops. I want to see it get crazy like Mr. Belvedere does. I want to watch the Christmas special. Oh, yes! Because I know there's a two-part Christmas special down the line. Oh, yeah. In my research, I know there's multiple two-part episodes. I said we watch nice. as many as we can. Nice. But uh, I, I know, because I've seen the commercial for that one on the, uh, on the, on my Christmas, uh, mix. Aww. And it looks pretty crazy. And now it's time to check in with the most disturbing family ever on Small Wonder. Brad, I'm going to give you a minute, and I know that's a tall order, because you've not only got to tell us what the premise of Small Wonder is, which you already have an advantage, because it's much more simpler than Alf's crazy backstory, at least initially. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you have a minute to tell us everything about this pilot episode of Small Wonder. What's the name of it? Do you remember, out of curiosity? We're doing the pilot, uh, because let me just explain this really quickly. I just felt like, when I was just reading synopsis of episodes, I was going to pick a random one, but they all sound so completely fucking insane, that I was like, you know what? I think we need to start the pilot because there's a lot of shit happening. All right, but yes, this is season one, episode one, Vicky's Homecoming. Brad, I'm putting some time on the clock. You tell me when you're ready, man. All right, I'm ready for this. All right, Brad, I believe in you. If you if you go over a minute, no big deal. But please try not to go over a minute. That's I'm gonna make it. Play. I'm gonna make it. I'm a hero. I have faith in you. You're a hero. You're our hero. Um, everyone, in a minute, you're ready to do champions pose. But Brad, three, two, one, go. All right. Uh, it's small wonder, guys. We meet Ted Lawson, who has he's he works for a robotics company, uh, building varying kind of you know industrial robots. Well, he's been working on a project in his own time that's super secret. He hasn't told anybody about it. It's a creepy girl. Um, It's uh, a Vicky, which is like a voice identity child identity. I don't know. Voice, voice, I don't know. It's voice control. It's voice controlled robot. It's super fucking creepy. He puts it together. He introduces it to his family. Uh, they are creeped out. Uh, little Jamie, his son, is like, oh wow, I finally got a friend. Worst child actor ever, P.S. Um, his wife Joan is like, okay, well this is interesting. It's their anniversary, by the way. He's a asshole. He's forgotten their anniversary because he's worried about robot shit. Um, Jamie has, like, the robot bring uh, uh, breakfast in bed to the parents, but she spills it because she's a dumb robot. Um, He gets punished for this for some reason. They sneak out so he can buy a present. Uh, She gets picked up and locked in a room for no apparent reason, even though she looks like a child. Uh, She breaks through the wall. They come home. They argue. There's an annoying neighbor girl named Harriet, who's the fucking worst. Uh, And uh, in the end, they all learn a valuable lesson in their family. One minute, ten seconds. You did better than me, man. I mean, we both technically lost. You did, be- you did, you did great. You cut twenty seconds off of my time. Good job. Good job. It's this fucking show, dude. Okay, while Alf is just an alien thrown into a family sitcom of the eighties, it's bonkers. But all right, Small mm-hmm. Wonder is a night, and there's so much going on in this first episode that is red alert, red alert. Yeah. Um. We get okay. It starts off opening credits. 
and fuck me. <laughs> These <laughs> credits. Listen, as a connoisseur of opening credits, this is some shit. This is... There's something... It's almost like the timbre of everything in this episode is a decade earlier. Because the song almost sounds like it's a, almost a Leaf It to Beaver or like Brady Bunch kind of thing. Yeah. Like it... And a lot of the way that the acting's done and the pace of the show feels kind of Brady Bunchish or like 70s sitcom. And let's just talk about like the breakdown because it starts. The opening credits start off, and we see we're we're definitely doing our uh, look and, and smile thing. But for Dad, so we start off. We see him at U- United Robotronics. Um, and he's got, like, a brown bag lunch and a soda. And he comes and he sits down in front of his office, like, on the grass, like a weirdo. He's looking at a magazine, and he looks up and smiles at the camera. Which, again, I love people looking and smiling at a camera. I fucking love it. It is so awesome. So they, they had me for a second, and I was in. Um, this is Ted Lawson, played by Dick Christie. So, um, he's a crazy person. <laughs> but then for Mom, um, by the way, Super Foxy Mom. Yeah. Um, I remember her as the, uh, in, in the, um, sitcom Soap. She was the teacher that was having an affair with Billy, the, the youngest of the kids. Oh. Yeah, and then, like, became suicidal and crazy, and she was awesome on that show. Super foxy. But they just pull, like, a straight-up scene for her. She doesn't smile at the camera, so it's like they just didn't have a shot for Dad <laughs> that they could use for opening credits, so they made one. I mean, this is the because pilot. everything else, everything else, we're using shots from the, the pilot, but we had no, we didn't get any shot of Dad that we could use, so we're having to use these sh- shitty uh, um, bits from the show. But sometimes they just pause. Something happens a lot in this show, and it happens here in the opening credits. Is they just they they pause a frame and they just leave it there for a second. Uh, uh. Yeah. Oh. I just oh manzies and Tiffany Brissett as Vicky creepiest child oh, it's just terrible we we see Harriet the fucking red haired monster girl oh gross I, I fucking what I remember of this show which is not much I remember hating that fucking neighbor girl with a passion as you should she's nosy she's a voyeur I mean there's nothing about her that's redeeming she's got so much hair on her head and it's like yeah she's like, all what? freckly she's... and weird oh it's like straight up like she is pure purebred ginger I will say and he did grow on me I mean I was I spoke really strongly of him earlier uh, and I was so filled with emotions that I misspoke um, as much as the the lead boy is annoying at first he does kind of grow on you with the I, lines I, they give him yeah I, I never blame child actors um, for the terrible things that are being foisted upon them. I do feel like he's not a very good actor. And, like, any, anytime people talk shit about, oh, Jake Lloyd in, like, Star Wars, that was a terrible script. There was no way around that. Like, he's a perfectly serviceable child actor. He's yeah. he's, he's fine in Jingle All the Way. Um, I think he's fine in Star Wars for what it is. Yeah, I think it's just a, he's got terrible things to do. But this kid is not a good child actor. And, no. again, it's the 80s. It wasn't really until, like, the mid-90s until, like, we had to step up our child child actor game yeah which uh, for better or for worse it's definitely not good for those kids but <laughs> um but it's good for entertainment uh, but this was a time when child actors did not have to be good and he's just i mean he's young he's really young it's a really young kid i feel it's it's a little bit younger I, I, than what we usually go for with a kid that being said uh vicky is the little girl who plays vicky is actually doing a pretty good job with what they give her as far as a robot is concerned mm-hmm. and granted that's much easier than what they're having to give the actor the kid yeah. she doesn't have to emote at all 
Yeah. So opening credits, dad's being a weirdo, eating on the median, mom's cooking in the kitchen and washing dishes. The little boy's doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's... He's working, yeah, he's, yeah, it's just some shots from this episode. But, it's, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the pilot, so you don't have much to draw from. Right, so we start off, um, we got mom in the kitchen cooking, as in the pilot. Um, oh, no, 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 crazy. no, no, no. The what? episode starts with dad coming out of... Uh, his workplace looking as sketch as possible. That's true. This I, I, sorry, giant... I, I didn't even realize that was not part of the credits for a second Oh, there. no, no, no. I mean, it's filmed in the same... Like, they did that the same yeah. day they oh, filmed him in the meeting. Definitely. But definitely. he's walking out of the uh, the robotic tech place. Again, like, the most suspicious you could possibly be <gasps> holding this giant briefcase that's steel, just like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, can't believe I'm doing this. All right, just like, normal, just walk to the car. And then he sails all the way home. True. Then, then we have mom, and the little boy gets home from school. Ugh. Yeah, mom is wearing crazy purple like jumpsuit outfit. It's weird looking, but mom's hot, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, she's super foxy, so uh, we'll let it stand. <laughs> we get some hardcore child, precocious child acting here, eating a carrot and like complaining about school. Yeah, but Ugh. in that faux kind of like I'm a kid and I understand the real world. Ah, school's so boy. boy. I mean, he's re- he's just re- I mean really he's just moving his head a lot and just really going to town. Uh, like, why don't you go play a little bit before dinner? With who? There's nobody in the neighborhood. Blah blah blah. I'm so lonely. When am I gonna have a brother or sister? And mom's like, oh well, you know, maybe someday. He's like, well, you keep saying that, but nothing's happening. I love that he takes it to her and says, honestly, I don't think you're trying. And it gives her a look like, hmm. And the audience is like, oh. Well, that's weird. The kid, kid doesn't know that his mom and dad are not fucking. Um, <laughs> Horrible marriage, trapped in it, can't get out. Then, uh, and I will say this is kind of a, a kind of a funny moment. Neighbor girl pops up at the oh, door. Oh yeah, I did laugh at this. He goes and answers it. Is like she's like, "Hey Jamie, hi Harriet." And he slams the door in her face. I just love it. I love a door being slammed in a child's face. That's oh, yeah. always good. While Alf was interesting and watching it was more of a whoa. Small Wonder actually made me laugh a few times. And that was one of them. Like a genuine laugh. Yeah. Though it is, I, I mean, I'll say right now, it is a terrible. Like, a, oh, yeah. This is just terrible. It's bad. It's bad in the fact that I want to review more of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Manzies. Um, Whew. I will say Dad's acting's interesting, because Dad gets home, um, after Harriet's got the door slammed on her, uh, Mom chastises the child, whatever. Dad comes in, is like, hey guys, what's up? Rolls immediately to the living room with this most suspicious case, trying not to make eye contact. Um, is it weird that they have a water cooler in their house? Very weird. Why do they have a water cooler? Was that something in the 80s you did that we just don't know about? I don't know. You gotta have a water cooler, it's the best water you can get. Is um, the water really bad where they live? <laughs> could be. Um, there's a, there's a bit before Dad walks in where Mom's like, well, you know, when you're Dad get home, gets home, maybe you can play with him. And then Dad walks in in a huff, Aww. like, Rrr. and then he goes off into his room and slams the door. And then Jamie's like, I don't think I'm gonna ask Dad to play. And he's like nodding his head, and it's like, what the hell did they tell you to do? Because you are making the worst choices. Oh yeah, this kid is the worst. If if, we, if this was passing for reality, this kid is the worst. I don't know how you raised him this kid is, to act like that. If we had to guess which kid is the robot... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. You think Jamie could have been a prototype is what you're saying. Oh, I'm definitely saying it's a possibility. So, oh, I wish they did that in the show. Um, my favorite part is after he says that, Mom says, I don't know if I'll ask to play with him either. And everyone's like, oh, there's that 
they're having problems with sex, basically. Definitely. Um, which is only uh, punctuated by the fact that they go in the living room and Dad is making a robotic child doll. So they go, no, they go in the room and Dad's like, hey, well, you know, I've been working on this project, you know, for so long and I've been staying at the lab for all hours and, and Mom's like, yeah, I know. When you're, you haven't been home fucking me. And he's like, well, listen, here's, I tried to tell my boss about it and he wouldn't even listen to me. And he opens up the case and this is what I've been working on. And inside this case is a basically a child doll. Yeah, a nude, um, uh, segmented, because it's in different parts, child doll. Also looks nothing like the actress that plays Vicky, by the oh, way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. Dad opens up the suitcase and just turns around and puts his hand over and says, like, oh, I, I can't believe I'm showing you this. I can't believe I'm showing you all this hard work. And the son, Jamie's rightly so, is like, Dad, are you playing with dolls in spare time at work? And Mom says, this is what you've been doing. All those nights you've been working late at the office. It, like, and she's like, listen, doesn't your company, and like, I mean, really just dropping some exposition here. Oh, your, yeah. Your, your, your company uh, builds uh, robotics for, like, factories that put caps on bottles and build cars. Oh, well, she says something about, like, something about robotics for, like, toys or something like that. Or she says machines. And then she says, whatever she said, it greatly downplayed what they did. Like, it's not, it sounds like she doesn't know what the fuck a robot is or what, what it actually takes to make a robot. She's like, well, your company makes these things. You know, like those awesomely fast, precise machines that build cars and factories. What are you doing well, yeah. building a doll? It's like, well, mom, But at the same time, it's, it, it makes sense. Like, if, if his company builds industrial robots, what is this fucking... Why, why wouldn't his boss give a fuck about some stupid-looking doll? But then he's like, no, no, you don't understand. This is, uh, this is, uh, V-I-C-I, a voice input child identicate. Okay, Dad. Um, and she's like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about, dog? And he's like, no, it can have all kinds of uses. And then he throws off some shit, which I don't even understand. It's like, he's like, it can help, like, deaf children. <laughs> could it? <laughs> you know, it could be a companion to people with handicaps. It could save the world. It could cure cancer. It um, could change everything. All right, Dad, let's chill out. First and off, Mom gives him a look like, are, are, did you build a child sex robot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the look. That is the yeah. look. Especially when the kid brings out the disembodied torso of it and like says like, huh, well, this is kind of weird looking, huh? It is weird. He, like, I feel like his eyes and hands are like way too like on the child, on, on the on the female robot body. It's, it's a weird. Too, yeah, it's a little weird. Jamie's exploring Ugh. though. He's like, this is funny. Yeah, and he's like, boy, with a doll this big, you really gotta watch out when she wets herself. Acting, acting. Jamie, okay, look, it's funny when I does it because he's an alien. It's not cool when you try to make jokes like that. You're not a comedian. Stop, Jamie. <sighs> fucking worst with his little head acting, with his giant fucking head. That kid has a full-size human skull, by the way. <laughs> Biggest head on a kid ever. So awkward. So awkward. <sighs> so the wife's like, all right, well, I guess you can keep it here to work on it after work. I'm glad you'll be home. It's No, it's even weirder than that. He's like, listen, do you think it would be okay if I worked on it here at home? Would you have a problem with that? And she's like, no. He's like, oh, okay. No, I mean, no. I don't have a problem with you working on your life's work at home. Why? <laughs> this relationship is very bizarre. I mean, really, why would she care if he, she worked it at home? I mean, obviously, she'll be, I guess, around. He'll be around more. Yeah. But the fact that he asks is weird. It makes me think that maybe he is trying to cover up something else. He's like, hey, would you mind if I did this at home? Oh, you don't? Cool. 
It's very what? strange. Uh, next scene, we get him working on it, and he's got he's now we've got the actress in her weird dress, by the way. Yeah. Um, she's like laying um like on like a chest, and he's got like wires connected to her, connected to a computer. A hope chest, Brad. It's very artistic. Oh boy. All his dreams riding this little doll. Um, there's a serial port under her arm. Weird. Yeah, and um, he goes to the computer terminal and he types blink, and then he comes and he runs over command, in a blank command line. There's not even like a prompt. Yeah. It's just like blinking cursor. The worst, the weirdest UI, um, or UX. So, when he types in Blink, her face, they do some special effects. It's the just a, a still capture, I guess, and they overlay her blinking one eye and blinking the other. But they do it really well, because she's not just blinking one eye and one eye. This is not the same shot. Yeah. It's and later they, footage. Yeah, it's, it's very it's bizarre. Weird. And then they do, uh, then he says, types in wiggle nose, and that's creepy as fuck. Why would you want her to wiggle her nose? And then it's, she, like, flares her nostrils. I also it's love that so he does weird. it and then runs over so he doesn't miss it. It's not like you're not gonna see her do that with her nose across, like, your feet from her. Yeah. And then, and then he, he uh, the f- final command. Respond to voice command. Ugh. And then he tells her to get up and, uh, to open her eyes and, and stand up. And uh, all of a sudden, we get a weird child robot running around. Why is it dressed that way? <laughs> it That's... looks... Brad, can you describe the outfit? It, I, uh, it looks like a maid outfit. It's like it a does. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it, but it does, Brad. It yeah. looks like a little girl's maid outfit, and that's not cool. No. That's not right, Small Wonder. You can't do that. But it's red instead of black. Um, It is Oh, weird. that makes it different. No, it, it doesn't. Like, it looks like a doll or something. It's so fucking weird. It's like, weird. That's not, like, no kid is dressed like that since, like, I don't know, the 1870s? Like, what? What's happening? That being said, though, and I do give it credit for this, while that one kid can't act, Dad does act like a crazy engineer mm-hmm. who may be a little bit too into it because this is how, like, a crazy engineer would dress something, I think. Oh, yeah, he acts like a straight-up pedophile. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is definitely how a child predator would dress a, a, a robot child. <laughs> a Even the way he talks about it, man, it gets weird. Ugh, so he so. races downstairs. It's like breakfast. Mom, no, it's not breakfast. It's is dinner, it, I guess. Yeah, is it downstairs? I feel like it's in the next room. I feel like he's <laughs> the in bedroom the room is attached to the kitchen. It's a super small house. I feel like this is a trailer, and they, these guys are just living in squalor, and like they're in the next room. And for whatever reason, his family hasn't come to see what he's working on in the bedroom because they don't want to see what dad's doing with the little girl robot. The, the little kid is playing a video game on the kitchen table. Mom is poking a pot roast. Vicky walks in. Everyone's eyes get big. The little kid is like, wow, I finally got a sister. Vicky's talking like a fucking robot. Mom drops the pot roast because Vicky talks. She's like, I'm Vicky. I talk like a robot. Ugh. Dad's beside himself saying a lot of creepy shit. At one point, the kids go up. I can't remember if the child goes up and says, hey, she even feels like a real girl. And Dad says, yeah, yeah it's this new kind of uh, synthetic skin that they're working on at the lab. It's just like the real thing. <laughs> but the way he says it is just how Brad said it. It's so weird. It's not. And then he's like, <laughs> and then Jamie's about like, it. but then it gets weirder. Jamie's like, oh, she even smells like a real girl. And he's like, yes. yeah, I used some of your mom's perfume. What? What the fuck is happening? Chris Hansen, get your ass over here. Chris, you gotta look. You gotta get You gotta to this stop house. this man. You gotta stop go to that, this. Go to the trailer where there's a bedroom in it. <laughs> and please stop this. 
Um, at one point he asked if her hair's okay. They can change it. It comes right off. And then he lifts her hair off of her head. Oh. This is weird. Yeah. And I was wondering, because, like, when she walked in there, I was like, why does her hair look so weird? And then it's like, oh, it's because it's a wig on top of a bald cap. Oh, yeah. But, oof. So creepy. Mom's weirded out by it. The audience yeah. is weirded out by it. I do not know how this made it to four seasons. <laughs> this show, I mean, goddamn, we're like seven minutes in. This is some weird shit. <laughs> Which makes me want to, I almost think out of, uh, I mean, this is the first show that we've done in an Alfio pairing of different shows that I think we should probably pick up on Ramjack at a later date. Because Small Wonder is weird, man. But it's the weird the Ramjack can really sink its teeth into. Yeah. (laughs) So fucking weird. Dad is super excited about the new doll. They tell the kid he can keep it in his room, and he's like, and the mom says, wait a minute, you can't just keep a, a doll that looks like a human child in a room like that. It's not a toy, it's, you know, yeah. it looks like a little girl. You can't just do that. Oh, God, when Jamie goes through puberty, he's gonna fuck that doll. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh no, man. And the cycle's gonna continue. The cycle will continue. <laughs> it's his sister. He loves it like a sister. And I do think it's weird they call it it. I mean, this is kind of the part where in the 80s, the whole concepts of a robot were like, eh. I'm sure as the season progresses, she gets her own artificial intelligence and be- they be- treat her as a real person, ultimately. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this. They open up her back panel so we can see the circuit board. Weird. And the most bullshit of special effects. Uh, again, it's they freeze the frame so like the hands are still holding it, but it's clearly the frame's frozen, and then they have like they've animated the lights on her back panel. It's so stupid looking. Uh, equally stupid, the little boy looks out at the audience into the camera, well, kind of off camera a little bit, and says, she has wires and blinking lights instead of gizzards inside. Why are you saying this shit, kid? We can see that. We don't need your weird, antiquated 50s child talk. (laughs) Gizzards. Yeah. Did they even say that in the 80s? Does anyone ever said gizzards? They have gizzards inside? Outside of the South? Oh, and then that fucking kid from next door that got the door slammed in her face rolls up to the window and looks in just looking at, just creeping out on the family. Mm, I hate her. I hate her. By the she way, su- uh, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna say she acts surprised. The kid orders her. She's like, "All right, kid." Dad basically tells the little boy, "Look, help her learn stuff. She's a robot. Do it." Mm-hmm. The kid's like, "All oh. right, off to my room, Vicky." And Vicky like runs into the wall. He's like, "You gotta be careful. She's still new." And when she runs in the wall, the little kid from next door who's looking in the window face goes, "What? Someone who ran into the wall? What's going on?" Uh, the, okay. the girl next door, Harriet, by the way, is the same girl that played Brenda Bolensky on Belvedere, the annoying family that tried to steal Mr. Belvedere. (gasps) Whoa! Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Oh, could Small Wonder be happening two doors down from fucking Mr. Belvedere? (laughs) Please! Please! And Alf is like across the street. It's like all this shit's all happening. There's just like one weird town. It's got like, well, one family has an English butler. Uh, One family has got a robot child. Another one's got an alien. But nobody thinks it's weird because they're all too busy hiding their own shit. Oh, yeah. And ain't that's the story of America in a way. Mm. Um, Speaking of hiding shit, they have no more place to put Vicky because she's a robot. So he puts her in his weird wardrobe but he also keeps his a stolen stoplight in the little kid not the dad yeah. <laughs> Uh, the little kid's rocking Gizmo hardcore. There's a Gizmo poster oh on the wall. There's a Gizmo t-shirt, pajamas he's wearing. That Gizmo pajama is weird looking shit. Um, also, um, the little girl looks in the window of a little boy. Yeah. They need to close their fucking windows. They need to go have a talk with this girl. 
or close their windows. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't have like peepers running around. Like that's fucking yeah. weird. Oh, she kind of like overhears it. and sees the little boy talking to the girl. He's kind of coaxing her through things. Like he's saying, "How's your morning?" Blah blah blah. Sorry, you kept in the closet. At one point, he says, "Hey, um, do you know where babies come from?" And she's like, Basically, no, I have not been programmed with that. He's like, fuck, I've been trying to ask dad for for a while. He won't tell me. Ugh. Also weird and creepy. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going to come out of her mouth when he asked her. Yeah, well, um, first, I think it's, I think it's uh, again, it's the 80s, and it's a different time when we just ignore talking to kids about sex. Uh, how fucked up is that? Yeah, that is fucked up. That, like, the child's asking a question, and they're just refusing to answer. No, we're not going to talk about that. That's fucked up. Um... He said she. He asked her to turn around because he's not supposed to change clothes in front of other girls. Yeah. So he says, "Turn around or turn your head around." He says, "All right." And she turns her complete head around, like a straight up exorcist scenario. Yeah. Meanwhile, Creeper McGee is still like peeping in the window. Like. Oh yeah. Oh. Shocked expression rubs her eyes. Like, did I just see what I thought I saw? The little oh. boy recoils in horror, as is true. I mean, why not? It's so fucking awful. Like, so, uh, what we can guess from this is that the creepo neighbor was just coming to, like, peep in on, uh, our Jamie, like, changing clothes because she's a fucking creeper McGee. It's a um, creep instead, neighborhood. Yeah. But instead just saw, like, um, a creepo robot turn its head backwards. Oh, that looks and smells like a little girl. The smells part is what gets... Feels like feels a little girl. Mm, feels like a real girl. Smells like a real little girl. Dad. Ugh, dad, dad. Are you sure that you've been in the lab late every night? <laughs> Have you been, like, delivering ice cream or dressing up as a clown or just wandering around the park? What have you been doing, Dad? You and Mom haven't been having sex. Is there a chance that maybe that's because you're working out all your frustrations with children? Hmm... I mean, that's a question I'm sure the show will answer in due time. Definitely. Um, they're downstairs. Um, it's Mom and Dad's anniversary. The kid's basically treating the robot like a friend, Vicky, but also mm-hmm. kind of like a servant, which is weird. He's like, look, what we're going to do is we're going to cook some breakfast in bed. I think he, they make cereal or something. Yeah, because they try to make eggs, but she breaks the egg and comedy. Yeah, because she doesn't know her own strength. He tries to put water on for coffee, but can't get their, their good water, their uh, water cooler water, replaced because it's out. And this is where we learned that Vicky has the strength of a bodybuilder because she just lifts up the water no problem like from the small end of the neck would be super difficult for anybody to lift it up like it's no big deal Hugs it over her head like what like what you can't do this yeah. stupid human fuck boy um also neighbor girl pops in again she's like hey um can like that little girl come out and play and he's like what little girl um i saw her through the window because i'm a creeper she's like oh vicky uh would you believe she's my sister no takes nine months for those oh what about my cousin oh so, are we gonna? Are, are, so, is the idea they're gonna play off that it's their cousin that's come to live with them? Because that certainly makes sense. I always thought rumored is being like a daughter, and I feel and I the stuff I'm seeing like on Wikipedia and stuff says they it's like her daughter. They treat her like the daughter. So, I mean, it certainly makes more sense to be a cousin. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe they flip the script later. I mean, this is the pilot. Who knows? True. They could retcon it in the second episode. But they slam door on neighbor girl's face again. And now he sends Vicky up to deliver the breakfast in bed. And this is the other part that I laughed at. He also... I'm sorry. He he also tries to teach her to smile at one point in a very Terminator 2-like scene. Um, and it's terrifying. On both their ends, it's fucking terrifying. Like, neither one of these children know how to smile. Probably because they spend most of their time crying because of this weird-ass father. He never programmed her the smile. That says everything. 
Ooh, he programmed wolf. her to wink both of her eyes independently and wiggle her nose. Didn't program how to smile. That's weird, Dad. Strangely, she knows how to cry. That's bizarre. <laughs> dad. So... <laughs> Sorry. So we go upstairs. Mom and Dad are waking up. Um, it's their anniversary. Dad's forgot about it, obviously. Dad's too busy thinking about his projects. Mom says, you're always thinking about your projects and not your family. What is up with that? Uh, Vicky comes in and says, me and your son made this breakfast for your anniversary. Mm, good morning. And then just straight up throws the food on the bed. And it is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's it like is. she flips it. She's just like... But the way the little uh, girl actress who does it plays it off is just straight face like, fuck this shit. It is awesome. The little kids at the door are like, yeah. oh no, I gotta teach her everything. <laughs> I think oh. dad is happy because at least the doll's doing something. He's like, oh, yeah. oh that's cool, Vicky. Mom's like, oh, it's well, so strong. Like, Mom and dad were about to bang it out and then Vicky oh, rolls yeah. in and dad's like, yes, it's like all my dreams. You know, wife of mine, uh, she's a robot. Uh, what if we had a robot threesome? Huh? What? Nothing. Nothing. Thanks for breakfast, though, honey. Don't worry about it. We'll clean it up. Don't worry about it. So for whatever reason, um, because of this, Jamie's grounded. Well, he was the one who gave the, the kid an idea, or the robot the idea of doing this, and I guess they blame him, but you're right, there's no reason for him to be grounded. No, it's like, he's, he wanted to give them, he wanted to give his parents breakfast in bed. Like, I don't understand, like, what, what's a groundable offense in that? I don't know. Maybe he got grounded because he taught her to smile, and the dad wasn't cool with that. <laughs> yeah. And then weirdly said, you're grounded to your room, and they're like, why am I grounded? That's weird. Honey, I why are you grounding our son for this? I said to your room. You polluted my lovely darling. I'm gonna go She's eat on the median. I'm eating breakfast on the on the traffic median. <laughs> dad is so weird. My dad is weird. <laughs> God, he's so fucking weird. So, oh. the little kid says, I'm gonna get on their good side. I'm gonna go buy them a gift. Vicky, you cannot come with me. Dad gave me strict orders to make sure you stay here, and we take care of you. So he locks her in the closet, and he goes off to the store. He's at the store. Is he spending $4.20? Or $420? Because it sounds uh, yeah. like this old woman is straight up conning this little kid. <laughs> well, that crystal ashtray should not cost that much money. Look at the fucking store. It is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> like, there's what? one wall that's that says toys, and it's, like, I, like clearly this is, like, just, like, a room that they had, and they're like, alright, we're gonna make this kind of look like a store. And by that, we're gonna have this toy wall that's got, like, three masks, a couple of dolls, and a fucking creepy-ass clown. Um, well, it has, like, a carnival setup, which is weird, because there's a sign that says carnival display. This is its last day. Do toy stores have displays of weird animatronics just on rotation? Because that's not normal. I don't know. And, like, so, first of all, why is Vicky there? He, he told her to stay home. I don't under I feel like we lost a scene somewhere. Yeah. We either, I don't, we either lost a scene, or it's... But through editing, we can only, um, I guess, speculate that maybe she's becoming more self-aware, that she's doing her own things. She's like, I'm going to follow that boy. Maybe he said something before he left, even though he commanded her to stay in the closet. Maybe it overrode something about the dad told him to follow around. Brad, I have no idea. We can I don't only... understand. Um, yeah. So they're packing up the carnival display um, from this amazing department store slash room. Um... <laughs> And they pick up the clown thing, and she's been like kind of mimicking it. It's like it goes, it goes up and down and up and down, and she's mimicking it for whatever reason, um, because it's her own kind, a creepy robot. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they unplug it, and then like it goes down, and then she goes down as well. So they take the clown, they put, and then they pick her up. Like, oh well, this is just another robot. That that 
is a child? Why yeah, would you assume? Yeah, that is obviously. Why would it you looks, assume? Feel, it looks, feels, and smells like a child. The the mover actually says that. He picks it up and says, wow, this is actually really real lifelike. It looks, feels, and smells like a child. And then he's got a weird smile on his face as he takes it to a closet. Yeah, because he's going to fuck that. He thinks it's a kid and he's going to fuck it. This is a show about fucking child predators. Do you think Chris Hansen may have watched this show as a child and said no? And that's why he grew up and did what he did for us in America and the world? What if Chris Hansen is Jamie? <laughs> Whoa. I think that's the best fan theory I have ever heard for Small Wonder. And we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously. Um, Ooh. yeah. Jamie is not, he's not sure what to do. He just got $420 stolen from him for this shitty crystal ashtray. <laughs> I don't even know if his parents smoke. Um, he had it gift wrapped. I'm sure that cost another $20. Definitely. Um, he sees his sister or his cousin or his robot, uh, scuttled off into a closet with supply men. He doesn't know what's going on. He knocks on the door and says, Vicky, as when the guys go away, he says, Vicky, um, I know you're in the closet. If you can hear me and you're safe, say something. She's like, I'm all right. Got to find a way why to get did, you out of there. Why didn't he just say, hey, put my sister slash cousin slash robot down? <laughs> just say, put my cousin down. But, you know, what's... I don't understand. I mean, it is a little girl for all... I mean, for the world to see. I mean, it's not like it looks different or sounds yeah. different. It, it looks, smells, and cries just like a real girl. <laughs> it cries real tears because <laughs> it needed a home. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's like, all right, well, we got to find a way to get you out of this locked room. She's like, I will find a way out. And then she, like, breaks the door down because, again, she's got super strength. Jamie grabs her hand. Oh, yeah, like as Brad was saying, Jamie grabs her hand, runs away as many people come to see, like, what? What happened to the door? It came clear off the hinges. Why was there a little girl in the closet? (laughs) (laughs) Officers, come investigate. And the moving guys are out. Like the maintenance men are out. They're like vague gone. Ugh. Um, so they so they get home and uh, Jamie's like, "All right, now listen, we're gonna go right up to the room, and mom and dad will never know." What he doesn't know is, oh, they're right behind him in the corner of the kitchen. Uh, they, he gets a stern talking to. Hey, what were you thinking? Uh, oh, also, like neighbor girl shows up again and asks if uh, Jamie's cousin Vicky can come out and play, and they're like, "No, fuck off." Yeah. She said, you know, I told my father about you and your and did, your cousin. What did you tell him? Wouldn't you like to know? So now we're, um, I, for the next four seasons, we're under threat of, like, the weirdo neighbors, like, spying and finding out they have a robot kid, which he's a robotics engineer. Why does it matter if the neighbors know that it's a robot? Brad, I was thinking the same thing. Who gives a shit? You have a robot. It doesn't have like, any rights in the 80s. These people treat it like it's a machine and not a person. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, they have a creepo kid at their house that spins its head around because they have a fucking robot. Go build your yeah. own. Wouldn't Wouldn't you? Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, why don't you tell your parents that you're like a fucking creepo spy looking in our fucking house all the time, you fucking weirdo? Stop watching my yeah. son change how about clothes. I tell, how about I tell the cops you've been peeping on my son? Ugh. Who's going to win that game, little girl? <laughs> also, do you know what I do to little girls? <laughs> oh, fuck. Run away. Run away. Yikes. Get out of there. Get out of there. Vicky <laughs> jumps on the girl and says, just get out of here. I will handle him. You do not want him to make you cry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Jamie and Vicky get back. Jamie's like, look, I'm sorry about what happened this morning. I got you guys a gift. We went outside. Vicky followed me. I don't know what's up. Maybe her programming's weird. Maybe she's becoming intelligent. Maybe she's finding a will of her own. Sorry, Mom and Dad. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, that was weird that we grounded you. It's cool. 
And that's pretty I, but much they, they, it, right? They pretty much they say something like, "Well, we can't punish him now. He gave us a gift." So, like, <laughs> worst parents. Oh yeah, setting the worst precedents. Where's a Belvedere? I want yeah. this show to have its own either Charles or Belvedere and a robot in the house. Let's just, let's combine it. all of them and an alien. Let's just do all of it. <laughs> they could really use it because, like, honestly, like they ground the kid for giving them breakfast. Um, but they're not gonna punish him because they bought it. He, they bought him them a gift. Oh yeah. All right. So Jamie's like, "All right, well, let's go upstairs to our room." And so Jamie like tells her to get in the closet. She goes in, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, I wish I knew why you followed you. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I did something wrong." You know what? I feel bad. All right, Vicky, you can come out of there. And she breaks the door down. And then winks at him. Like, Vicky is someone who's not just going to stand around. She's and not she does those... her creepy Terminator smile. Oh, yeah. Like, she's going to destroy the world. Yeah. Like, and, she uh, is guys, Skynet. Guys, that's the pilot episode of Small Fucking Wonder. Yeah, that's how the uprising begins. She also smiles at the end of the episode in a freeze frame, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brad. Thoughts? Feelings? Oh, man, dude. It, this is fucking bonkers. Like, honestly, this is just... I mean, this was bizarre and terrible in many ways. Like, I, I feel like the the mom is, like, the, the bright spot of the show. Oh, yeah. And just the insanity. I mean, of course, obviously. Um, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I... I scroll through the video as we, we talk about it just to, you know, mm-hmm. keep my memory fresh. And I forgot that the little kid, before he started to change and told her to turn around, he basically flashes her his belly button and is like, oh, wait, I can't change in front of you. But the way that he lifts his shirt is more just like flashing belly button and closing. It's not like he's trying to take <laughs> his shirt off. He's just like, belly button, flash, close. Oh, I'm yep. sorry. I showed you something you don't have because you're a robot and I'm a human. Oh. Weird. Um, let's go over the basics before I ask you which show you actually liked better, Brad. Yes. First off, we got to get down to who won and who lost in this episode. Best dress, worst dress first. Okay, please. best dress, worst dress. Worst dress, uh, Vicky as the child maid? Yeah. That's yeah. that's not cool. I, that Not only is that worse dress, that's unacceptable. Is that worse dress than Jamie's um, gizmo pajamas? Oh, uh, well, the gizmo pajamas are endearing because it's gizmo. It's a little kid yeah. who likes gremlins, and he's just wearing his pajamas. That's true. I guess that is better than a, a child that's dressed like um, a serving maid to a pedophile. <laughs> what about the neighbor girl who's got that crazy oh. hair and that... I don't think she changes clothes the entire episode, and days oh, she- pass. Days pass, Brad. God, I hate her. Um, but again, hair is not fashion. Uh, we talk about clothes, clothes alone. Um, but yeah, she is terribly dressed. I, I, yeah, I get it. Gotta be Vicky's. Yeah. Mom and dad don't dress? really offend that much. Their clothing is pretty neutral, especially for the 80s, which I was surprised at. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I come to think of it, Jamie's clothes are pretty normal too, huh? I don't know who to choose for best dress. Maybe mom, because she can just command her fashion better. I know that jumpsuit is, is weird. I, I don't know. I kind of like the jumpsuit, though. You kind of like... Uh, Brad likes a speed suit. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like a lady in a speed suit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, there's no judging here. Um, I could go with that. Speed suit mom. Yeah, I think I gotta go speed suit mom. All right, speed suit mom, best dressed. Um, out of all the moms we've seen in 80 tele- 80s television shows, mm-hmm. easily the most attractive, easily has hair that's, I guess, okay. Even though it is yeah. big, it's not, um, it's not unacceptable as in Alf's, Alf's mom mm-hmm. or fucking Marsha. That yeah. should be stopped. So, uh, she wins Foxy's mom. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. Now, who wins and who loses? Can robots win something? They can lose, Um, obviously, so I'm assuming they can win. Yeah, I think robots can win and lose. Ramjack's stance on robots, especially when it comes to television shows, is that we're going to treat them like people. They are people. 
Unlike this um, family, this family doesn't treat them like it. But I, uh, yeah, I, I will say, yeah, robots, you know, robots of, are people. A lot has changed in 30 years. We've come a long way with robots. This is before mm -hmm. Terminator 2 ever dropped, no one knew. Um, True. so interesting. I almost think Vicky loses. No, neighbor girl loses. She gets the door slammed in her face twice, and she doesn't get to play with anybody. No yeah, one likes she, her. She's losing she her has, life. She has blackmail uh, information, though. True, but she doesn't play anything with it. And we just True. said her blackmail is nothing. It would take yeah. the dad maybe a day to be like, oh, wait a minute, nothing's weird about this. I mean, there's a lot of weird about it. There's nothing that the cops are going to do. There's nothing that's going to make it weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll give it. She can lose. Who won? I mean, Dad's getting his fantasy, like, he's got his creepo robot girl. Mom is not getting anything. Her husband is disinterested in her. He forgot it was their anniversary. He's too wrapped up in his work. Yeah. Maybe Jamie wins? He gets his kid sister he always wanted, or a companion. And really, yeah. she is a companion. I mean, they're um, in this True. together. They're both fixing breakfast for mom and dad. They're going to the store together. He helps her out of a situation. Yeah. All right. All right. Jamie Jamie wins. I do love that you have almost like, you're like, nah, who cares? You know, win, win, I, like, I, I just, I like, I feel like, oh, this was just so, I, I feel like everyone won. I mean, everyone won and everyone lost. Because, like, everyone's just doing terribly. Like, this robot has a terrible life ahead of it. Um, this guy is of creepo pred. Mom is in like a loveless marriage with a man that's a pedophile. Jamie, uh, he's a terrible actor. I just, I don't know. He's the worst. Um, neighbor girl is gross. I just, whew. But yeah, I guess Jamie, I mean, I guess he wins. He Like, terrible actor aside, he's got a robot sidekick, which in the 80s, come on, that's the coolest. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's small wonder, guys. That's small wonder. Brad, out of these two shows, which did you like better? Ah. <sighs> Out of this Alfio set, did you prefer Alf or did you prefer Small Wonder? I mean, I think Alf was better, but I think Small Wonder is endlessly fascinating. Yeah, I would agree to that for sure. I mean, Alf is better, but let's also, uh, I guess, make sure that this point is made. They're both bad shows. Oh, both just garbage. Just Alf garbage. is not well acted or written, and neither is Small Wonder. But there's yeah. enough actual novelty and, like you said, fascinating, weird stuff happening in Small Wonder to where it's entertaining. Um, you can overlook the weird kind of, um, um can again, I also say, polish. Sorry, 12 minutes into Small Wonder, um, the neighbor girl shows up, and the matte painting of the of the neighborhood behind her moves when they open the door. <laughs> so we can only... <laughs> Amazing. I mean, when does the lie end and begin? Is this is this dad's robotic family? Oh boy, that would be awesome. Dad's living on the carousel of progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just wonder, like, in 14 episodes, is is Vicky sending scripts to 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 uh, soap operas? See, 14 episodes in for Alf to be doing that, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I think both shows have their merits. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to coming back and watching episode of their second seasons um, at, in a future Alfio. I mean, once we've done other things, maybe once a year we revisit both Alf and Small Wonder. I yeah, don't know. definitely. We're just definitely. figuring this out. We'll figure it out, guys. Uh, let us know if you want more of these, less of these. Uh, if you have other Alfios you. you'd like to suggest for next month, let us know yes. what's up. Definitely. Definitely. I saw some suggestions for Night Court. Sounded pretty solid. Ooh. I can get into that. Oh, yeah. Definitely get into that. I mean, I pretty much game for any 90s and 80s television show that was funny. Yeah, definitely. Oh, all right, guys. That's some Alfios. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack in this special episode 
Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Again, get back at us and tell us what you think. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, one of the methods that we actually like is you can phone us. Leave a voicemail. Brad, what's that phone number? Yeah, the number is 206-339-5894. Uh, yeah, just give us a call. Uh, leave us an interesting voicemail. If it's not interesting, we may not play it. <laughs> um, do we have a voicemail this week, Brad? No. No, we oh, don't. Okay. My bad. Um, there's other ways besides voicemails. You can also email us. That's ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, right, Brad? It is indeed. Is it ramjack.podcast or just ramjackpodcast? No, it's ramjackpodcast, all one word. Sweet, just making sure. Do we have any emails this week, Brad? We do. Uh, first first of all, we got an email from Pernicek here. Um, he sent us a situation for the Situation Room. It has been too long, friend. Oh, it has been a very long time. Um, guys, we requested you send some situations in. Um, you were slackers and you did not. So we only have this one. But, I mean, we take situation rooms any old time. Like a mystery Absolutely. minute. We will take them whenever and wherever we can get them. Guys, if you've got a situation, if you've got a mystery, let us know. But right now, we got a situation to deal with, Alex. All right, what's up? Give us a sitch. <clears throat> you are forced to spend the day 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. touring a major American city with either Michio Kaku or a group of baby boomers who only enjoy talking about the 9-11 Memorial Museum and how it should include more religious iconography. At the end of the day with Michio Kaku, you would receive $500. At the end of the day with the religious iconographers, you would receive $600. Who do you choose? Keep in mind, the entire day must be sent with you being exceedingly polite, so absolutely nothing can be said against them. Wow. <gasps> I mean, this is really more aimed towards you, Brad. I, I can be polite and, I guess, smile a lot when people say nonsense, less and less as the days progress, mm. but you just can't stand that shit. I, I don't believe in it. I do not believe in allowing people to spout nonsense. I'm morally it for opposed for five or six hundred dollars? For five and six hundred dollars, I, I, I mean, I gotta, low. yeah. I, well, I, gotta, I don't get out of bed for less than... Uh, <laughs> A thousand dollar? Come on! I mean, you got to give me some more than just five hundred. Well, uh, as a person that could really use five or six hundred dollars at the moment, um, I, I, I think I'm, I, I can make a hearty attempt. Now, the question is, Michio Kaku are religious iconographers that want religious iconography in a 9-11 memorial. That's that's a pretty harsh. That's kind of close to home. Wasn't there talk about taking that cross thing? Well, I can't yeah. get a cross. Um, not a cross, just a happenstance of, I guess, decayed buildings or collapsed buildings. It, yeah, know, the random metal garbage at the 9-11 site. It's a cross. Gonna... It's a sign from our Lord. God isn't real, people. Just relax. Yeah. Yeah. A, it's garbage. Uh, B, if you see it as a religious icon, let's not put religious icons in a memorial to a place that was a site of religious fanatics uh, destroying uh, lives. Why do we need to put religious icons anywhere? Other True. than, like, the churches that have them. I mean, if you're cool with that, do it. But in a public place, you shouldn't have that stuff. Especially not in a place that is memorializing people that were killed by religious fanatics. Yeah, that's just that's just poor taste, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We must have the cross there. If we forget Jesus, we'll forget everything, and it'll all be for naught. That would be Shut like up. that would be like building a statue of the Father from Small Wonder at the side of like like uh, a child <laughs> a child abuse monument. 
You with can't his do hand it. on the shoulder of the small wonder robot, just looking forward. And by Around. shoulder, you mean nether regions. Ah! Dude, it's like that fucking, um, you saw that very odd Boy Scout statue at the end of that street not too far from here in Covington, right? Oh, yeah. The goal, like, the bronze scout leader with his hand on the shoulder of the Ooh. young boy, just, like, looking forward. Basically, what you described, small wonder sitch. The Defo. worst. Defo. Um, Brad, I'm gonna go ahead and say, in this situation, I would opt for Michukaku. One reason, because, first off, I we don't, Michukaku, why he will spout randomness, you could reel, you could reel him in, I think. If you're just even in the day with him, you could say, hey, let's talk about physics, when he starts going crazy, you could be like, well, what about this in physics? I'm sure you could, I mean, you could just hang out with him, and you don't have to talk about physics. He enjoys other things. So it'd be cool to hang out with Michukaku for a day. Maybe get on television. You could go to some of his recordings or shoots in New York. I mean, That's not going to happen with these jerks. That is that is the caveat. Pernix says a day with either Michukaku or a group of baby boomers who enjoy talking about nothing but... So he doesn't say Michukaku talks nothing but nonsense. Yeah. Though See, Michukaku, there. he rarely talks. But there's also the extra hundred dollars, and I'm See, a that's... person that could use an extra hundred dollars. Brad, you couldn't hang out with those baby boomers and be cool with that for a day. No, I think I'd have to go Michukaku. I'd lose a hundred bucks. I mean, Michukaku. But, yeah, you're losing a hundred bucks, but you're not wasting time. And with Michukaku, you can hang out and maybe make a friend. Who knows? Maybe you could. Maybe you could change his ways, Brad. Who knows? I, I, you can't correct him on his pseudoscientist like, well, you know, uh, the intelligence of a thermostat. I mean, maybe you could be like, you know what I think? I think it's not cool to do that with science. It's not saying he's wrong. Uh, it's just saying no, your opinion. Got to be exceedingly exceedingly polite. I don't you think can you can't question him at all. And do it. I, I still think you got to go with Makaku because I think you could just like oh, yeah. just shut up and nod for five hundred bucks. And yeah, or just like like uh huh. Oh, sorry, I've got I got a phone call. How long can I hold this phone to my ear? Really, I take this call. Really, I take this call. I'm sure we'll have Doctor Who time travel in the next hundred years or a thousand. Who knows? But I really gotta take this call. <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, I'll lose the hundred and stick with Kaku on that one. Yeah, dude, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a safe five hundred. Yeah. That's six hundred though. That ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen at all. No. You get two couldn't. hours. You you would get you'd be with these people on a tour bus. You know, I just the heroes of 9/11. I think about them every day. I always uh, they, say a prayer every hour to the troops. You know, I do too. Oh, you know what I think that's great about 9/11 is how I made the country come together. Isn't that right? I think that's more than right, and we've got to support the troops. Fuck the troops. Jesus isn't real. What? <laughs> like, there's a giant <laughs> and no. Brad lost. Jonathan comes out of nowhere like, ha ha ha! And he just burned $600 in cash in his hand. You did it. Yeah, but on the, upside, on the upside, I wouldn't have a stroke. <laughs> did you ever watch uh, I know you didn't but there was a, a pseudo reality show I think it was on MTV where they were they would purposefully with hidden cameras push people to their limits in social situations and if you lasted a certain amount of time they would give you like a large sum of money but it was all in secret so you would go to a restaurant and you would be waiting in line forever the the people the service were jerks and you had to wait like five minutes or ten minutes and some people couldn't five minutes in of people just being impolite people fucking lost it some of them kind of got violent and they'd step in like no 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 you're on camera you're on camera and i do remember one episode where one dude was like fuck this shit you're wasting my time and walked out but some people made it and they made some money this isn't too different from that but it that was a weird like show the worst. It, it, it was the worst i mean in all uh. truth it was the worst jonathan should have been in charge because he could have had fun situations like michukaku or these freaking baby booners who fucking just love 9-11 it's, yeah. it's christmas it really is a holiday for them Oof. yeah so that's uh one situation solved alex uh which which one do you you would go with kaku as well oh and a heartbeat dude that just wasn't even this was a no-brainer of course i would go with kaku uh we got another email here sweet it's titled 
a ghost from Ramjack's past. <gasps> Hello, fine gentlemen. It's me, Alfio. What? On the very episode, we bring Alfio's into reality. Our old pal Alfio is back. I've been worried Yay. about Alfio. I really wondered where he I, was. Yeah, we. I, I really. I've got to, I hope we find out all about what he's been up to. Um, I have risen from the fiery depths of hell to say hi. All caps. What? Um, after the hi in all caps, then there is a. Uh, it looks like a seven dot ellipses. <laughs> uh, and sorry for my absence. Wait, after the high, all long ellipses? High, all caps, seven dot ellipses, space, and sorry for the absence, A-B-S-E-N-T-S, life got in the way, but now I'm back and better than fucking ever. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I love that life got in the way. That can mean so many things. You know, life gets in the way, man. Tell us what's happening in in your life. We gotta know. I I now, I, I know, I know have a sidekick, a podcast. Podcast. I now have a sidekick. I, I now have a pod. I now have a sidekick, a podcast, and karate chop action for only nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. But I digress. Oh, Alfio. Oh, did did Alf write Alfio's jokes? <laughs> uh, now, when he says he has a sidekick, like, d- <laughs> does he? What does that mean? Does he have a? Does he have a? Does he have a lady friend? Does he have a new mm, best friend? Mm, does he or, have a robotic child? <laughs> does he have a sidekick phone? <laughs> What's Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, does he? Does he? He says a sidekick, a podcast. Does that mean he started a podcast? Sure, Is there an Alfio podcast? There's I hope an Alfio Al- podcast. We can only assume. Alfio, how do we get your podcast and karate chop action? Haha. Um, but I digress. So I just listened to the newest episode of Ramjack one seventy six to be certain, and I would have to agree with you guys. Daylight saving time is awful. Yes. Nice. Um, I can't believe they would take take away our a r e our night freedoms. So what have I missed since my last email to the show, Alfio? Where you been, <laughs> uh, Alfio? We've done so many episodes, dog. Go back and listen to them. Alfio, maybe go on the wiki, wiki and figure there's it out. A wiki now, uh, maybe yeah. dip in. Uh, maybe maybe devote some time. Uh, we devoted an episode to you. Maybe you should devote some time and listen to our entire back catalog. <laughs> Uh, a lot of drums. Uh, oh, so many drums. Um, also, you guys have probably seen Alfio as a page on Facebook for kicks. He's got he's got a he's got a little Alfio page, a fan page. Um, I've I was definitely uh I definitely fanned uh definitely like the Alfio page. Oh yeah, definitely. So if anyone has a random question, ask away. Well, that's all for now, guys. I'll try and email more often. Sincerely, Alfio. Yay! Hooray, Alfio! You made it, Alfio. Please let us know what's going on with your life. Tell us about your sidekick. Your podcast, your karate chop action. What's going on? What's the, what's the life in a young Alfio? How old is Alfio now? Is he 17, 18? I don't know if Alfio ever told us how old he was, or did he? Uh, I think he did. Alfio's Alfio a, a young fella. He just 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 getting started in the world. The whole world's ahead of him. Like he's not, he hasn't been beaten down by life yet. I can't even. Uh, when was the last time Alf yo emailed us? Was that were we still in Say by the Bell? Oh, like, could that's be. way back in the weeds of Ramjack. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little check real quick when we get oh, our on last. The wiki? Uh, well, no, I was just gonna check my email and see when we last heard from him. Um, oh my, the last email I'm showing here is from September twenty seventh, 
2012. No fucking way. That's correct. Alfio, so much has happened since then. Alfio, so much. So oh. much. Just start on the start. Work backwards get, if you get have in there. to. Do get in there. Do. Go to that wiki. Read it up. Learn. Ask questions. Whatever you got to do. We, we need you back, Alfio. Regardless, let us know what's happening in your life. We, we care very much. We've missed you. It's wonderful to hear from you. Um, and Alfio, I mean, it's not just about you. I mean, we want to hear from everyone who listens to the show, by all means. Indeed. Start uh, start your own podcast, get your own sidekicks, and let us know what's going on. <laughs> I think, get your own sidekicks. We should try to spin something in Ramjack about that. Just looking for Definitely. sidekicks, man. Whoever has that- the best sidekick gets a poster from Alex. Oh, they get two posters, one for them, one for their sidekick. Good luck on that. By the way, the last time uh, we, we received an uh, email from Alfio, uh, Alex still hasn't finished the poster, by the way. That that is one um, thing we can tell you, Alfio. That's not going to be a huge surprise. That was uh, that was it's in June. That was in June of, of that year, I believe, May or June. Oh, so, so. to Alfio, he's like, oh, I missed the poster. Fuck. No, no, no. no. Didn't miss still it. There, still there. Hold still up. waiting. Hold still up. waiting. Just wait a little bit longer. A lot something longer. Who knows? Some things never change. The more things change, Brad. Ugh. Um. So yeah, get in contact with the show. That's all. That's all we need to. Uh, there's lots of ways you can do that. You know, Absolutely. Facebook. Get on that group. Tweet at us. What's the Twitter? At Ramjack Podcast. Yeah, and you'll want to do either or of those because that's how you can find out when episodes drop immediately. You definitely. don't have to wait for your feed to refresh. But we're definitely in iTunes. Check us out there. Um. I mean, yeah, wherever greater podcasts are listened to, just get in it. Remember, if you get stopped, all you gotta say is, "No, Chris Hansen. No, I swear, this isn't a kid. It's just." I'm horny for you. I can't control my horny level because I want you. You have a voice, man, Chris Hansen. Damn, you're very sexy. So, would you like to watch a movie? With me, with your hand down my pants. Yeah. Or just no pants. We could just be naked all day. Oh, yeah. Well, if I show up and you're already naked waiting yeah. for me yeah. in your bed, yeah. then it might be hard to be just a friend. You'd absolutely love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to have sex, it might as well be with me. I'm horny for you. I can't control my horny level because I want to. You can play with my penis. You'd absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. I'll just be your secret lover. Would you like to take me in your mouth? Yeah. Damn, you're very sexy. Are you sexy naked? Oh, yeah. I like rain. You'd absolutely love it. Laugh out loud. Is that a yes? Yes. You have a boyfriend? Because I want you. What's going on? Have you ever seen a sex act on a cat? I am Chris Hansen. I'm horny for you. I am Chris Hansen. I can't control my horny level. Yes. Because I want you.